Hello. Hey. Hey, Vicky. Hi, Arius. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good today. So, um, this is episode two, and our new title is Vicarious or Vicariously Living. I love it. Yeah, right. I love it too. Um, and yeah, it kind of make it kind of makes sense um, with our viewers and how you guys are uh, listening and living through living vicariously through us um, during the <laughs> pandemic. So yeah, I really like it. I love you too. Yeah. All right. So today's topic is um, our favorite restaurants that we like to order from and that make us feel the safest during COVID. So Eric, yes. what is your favorite restaurant or what has been your favorite restaurant to order from given these past few months? So during these past few months, um, I have noticed that I I have started to like actually use, you know, like ordering sites more. So like I use Uber Eats like all the time now because, you know, when COVID first started, it was like none of us wanted to go out in public and just, you know, be at that risk where it's like, okay, hey, like I want food, but I don't want to be in a restaurant with, you know, like a lot of people. So um, with that, I have been doing like a whole bunch of, um, you know, online ordering and one place that I have been ordering online from is seafood junction um right here in hillside on Manheim road so honestly personally I love seafood like before COVID even happened um I used to always go to this place called Cajun Boyle or I would go to a few um other seafood places but Cajun Boyle has always been like my number one go-to seafood place so I would always go there I would get like an actual seafood boil where it's like a mix of different you know different types of seafood plus like potatoes and broccoli as well but I found out like when COVID happened, it was like, hey, well, you know, COVID, so we're not going to be open. Um, there's no more dining seating. And they were just like, they were actually, I was like, oh my God, I don't even want to make a seafood. And COVID would have been the perfect time for me to actually learn. But given, you know, me being lazy sometimes and don't want to cook, um, I found this other seafood place called Seafood Junction. And I was a little iffy about them because I know, like, when you go into actual seafood restaurants, they have, like, a particular, um, I guess, like, a particular way that they make it. So, like, it comes, like, with a sauce, and it's, like, you can order it from, you know, four different options. It can be mild. It can be um, a little bit spicy or, like, a different kind of seasoning or um you can get it spicy or you can get it extremely spicy and going into that restaurant I was always just like okay well I know exactly what I want so ordering through Grubhub not Grubhub I'm sorry ordering through Uber Eats was a little bit different so um it was like it's it's good I will say it is good but it's not like actually going into an actual restaurant because it's two different restaurants for one so they don't do the same you know the same specific I guess um procedure I guess that you could say like Cajun Boyle does so the same recipe that's what I was looking for um so I would say that Seafood Junction has been 
my main place of ordering food and stuff like that. But it isn't my favorite. I just, you know, I just tried them like a month or two ago. Um, and it's pretty good. I would say it is pretty good. They just don't do it the same way as Cajun Boil. But it is the top restaurant that I have been ordering through this time of COVID because I just, you know, it's not like when you go inside, it's not just the actual uh, Louisiana style restaurant. Like when you go into seafood places, you do get that Louisiana style theme that most Cajun restaurants have. And Seafood Junction is more like a kind of more like a small takeout um, restaurant. You, you can dine in, but it won't be the same as a regular you know known seafood place okay got you so this is on uber eats you said yeah this one is on uber eats i don't think it's on grubhub i think mainly yeah see i mainly use grubhub i don't have uber eats but that sound enticing oh yeah like i usually do use grubhub too but um i think i haven't used grubhub in like over a year and I kind of just forgot about it. So I've just been using Uber Eats, and that's always just been my go-to to, or, to oh, okay. online Yeah, ordering. usually I've been doing the Grubhub, and I've been doing um, DoorDash, but now I'm thinking about considering Uber Eats now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. Um, I love seafood, too, honestly. Like, I love seafood ever since I was, like, super young. Um, I've always loved going to like Red Lobster mm-hmm. and stuff for like like family members like birthdays and whatnot. But yeah, I've lo- I love seafood too. So like I'm like I'm thinking about like wow, you can just get it literally delivered to your door, which is awesome. Yes, yes, because there's one. Um, actually, there is another one because the one on Manheim is closer to me, but closer to you would probably be the one in Oak Park. I believe there's I believe there's a seafood junction in Oak Park, but I highly do recommend Cajun Boyle as well. There's one in Oak Park too, which it which isn't too far from you. And um, you know, since we do have the, you know, the CDC new safety procedures with the social distancing as well as when you go inside, you have to wear a mask for like, you know, once you get to your table. Um, you can take it off and, you know, like interacting with other people is, you know, better to wear your mask. But if you do want to get that Louisiana feel um, and try like a different kind of seafood, then I would recommend going to Cajun Boil. The one in Oak Park would be the closest to you. They have a few locations over the Chicagoland area, but I do highly recommend trying Cajun Boil or Seafood Junction. Um, if you're more like Seafood Junction, I would say if you're more like a a mild type of person, um, you don't like really spicy things that much. Um, they don't they don't make their stuff like all of their stuff is pretty much just mild. And if you want to add some spice to it, you personally just have to do it yourself. But if you go to like an actual seafood restaurant, um, you do have the option of choosing if you want it really spicy, if you just wanted it a little spicy, or if you just want, you know, just want it pretty much mild and just pretty, I guess, mainly just butter. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Honestly, both places sound good to me. I, I can tolerate spicy. So for real, like thinking mm-hmm. about Cajun boil. Yeah, I definitely recommend. The only sad part oh. is they don't deliver. Yeah. So you actually have to 
pick it up or just eat in. Um, but Seafood Junction is like the only seafood place that does deliver oh. in our area. I, I can't speak for like downtown for the seafood places, but I can say in our area, Seafood Junction is one um, seafood place that does like the pan and stuff that oh, actually delivers. Okay. I see. Now. Yeah, now that's like, it's different because it's like for Cajun boy, you gotta go in, but you could order Seafood Junction. So. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Um, my favorite has been um Maria's Mexican restaurant, which is, I think it's technically. Um, Hello. Hey, okay, I think we're back. Okay, I'm so sorry. That's okay, it's all good. Got stuff happens, and now, now we know that no one can call us during our our um podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. So pretty much, yeah. So you said Maria's was your favorite go-to, like, COVID restaurant? Yes, it is. Uh, I think it's technically located in Elmwood Park, but I might be wrong about that. But um, I've been, we've been calling in and ordering and like, I think, you know, I think Maria's is also on Grubhub too. So like if you're in the area, it'll like, it'll pop up on your Grubhub. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was like, everything comes in like perfect little containers and like aluminum, like, like the aluminum, like lids. And um, you can also order margaritas still. Like they, um, really? they let you like they like did that like during the pandemic. Like I don't think they usually do that before the pandemic, but they started doing it now. And they basically put the margaritas in like um, like plastic containers. Like kind of like it looks like when you get when you buy like um, like meat or like beef and like those like long like looks like a cylinder almost yeah i get you yeah and it has like the plastic lid on it and they like wrapped it up in saran wrap also and then like packaged it was all packaged really neatly and like it was literally all perfect and we did it like a bunch of times i think we did it for uh my my sister's birthday and then my mom's birthday and might have been my dad's birthday too i don't know but um yeah it was definitely uh, a few times might even do it for my birthday actually yeah. like in a few weeks like that would be so awesome especially since on a Saturday maybe I'll just you know order margaritas right at home but yeah <laughs> it sucks because my birthday was supposed to be like on a Saturday so we were supposed to like go out for dinner because usually no one does that for like if it's like a birthday it's in the middle of the week so yeah but it's okay it'll be a stay at home birthday like everyone else has been um pretty much doing mm-hmm. but yeah it's awesome because you can still like order margaritas um we did like the slushy ones not like the not like the straight up like margaritas but um yeah and they have different flavors too they have like mango and strawberry and peach I think like we did like a mango and a peach and then we combined it here so like everyone got like a half a cup of mango and then like topped it off with like some peach and it was like a mango peach margarita and it was like so good oh so you like when you go um what do you like always get like what's your go-to like when I'm not when you go but like when I'm when you order it what is like your go-to meal from them oh we all get enchiladas um we like half of us get uh my favorite which is the chicken mole enchiladas Mm -hmm. 
and um that's my go-to for sure it's funny because I was the only one that had ordered that for the longest time and then like my brother and my dad started ordering it and then I kind of got everyone on the on the mole enchiladas (laughs) because they were getting other stuff I think they were getting like uh fajitas and like steak and like um uh what else they like tacos or whatever and uh yeah it's funny because I got I got them on the enchiladas (laughs) that's not so good like us like just talking about like our favorite restaurants just is really just making me hungry (laughs) (laughs) like honestly like it's just making me so hungry and it's just like I really just want to order it but I literally just ate like 20 30 minutes ago um but yeah like these places have like been our go-to restaurants and I guess I would say like they pretty much was an addition to helping us survive COVID. Like being in the middle yeah. of a pandemic, we're like so used to doing, you know, going out to eat or just going out in general. We're so used to doing that. So it's like, hey, let's just order food now, you know? And I usually like never used to just order food. Like I always thought like it's a little bit more expensive when you're ordering food where I could just like, go right around the corner to pick up some food but it's like now because of the pandemic you know you want to be a little bit safer or um the pandemic has made me a a lot more lazier I'll say that so that's like another reason where it's like you know what I'm gonna just order some food today I don't even feel like you know getting up putting on a mask and you know um being out for a while just for food and stuff like that I'd rather just you know get the food go outside get the food with my mask on and then come back in and adjust and enjoy my favorite restaurant in the comfort of my own home. Yeah, that's literally that. That's exactly what I think everyone has been doing. I think everyone um, was doing like you, like where they would, um, you know, they would go and, um, you know, they would pick it up, and then now all of a sudden the pandemic hits, and it's just it's a lot safer to just really just not leave your house and just have someone else. Um, you know, deliver it. And then you can just be like the safest with that. And, um, and yeah, I honestly feel like all of these, um, food delivery apps are like, they probably made so much money over the past, like six months, literally, because it's slightly more expensive to, um, order food on these apps because you have to pay, um, for like a there's like a delivery fee and there's just like a regular fee, I think also plus tax, um, like, with tax and like a service fee or something like it's crazy there's like a bunch of different fees but um yeah so I think yeah I feel like they've been making like a like a lot a lot of money definitely I I think that's definitely a business that hasn't suffered (laughs) yeah like I think even with online ordering like just in general like Amazon or um like if you're ordering online from a store I think that during this pandemic majority of these companies if not all they have made a lot more money just in the past six months because it's like you know we're a little we're not scared to go out but we rather do everything in the own comfort of our home where we know for a fact like hey it's me it's someone else we know for a fact if like both of our tests came back positive or they came back you know negative then we know about each other whereas in public you're taking a risk because you just don't know if someone has it or someone doesn't have COVID um so with that we have like be just become I guess a lot more into 
ordering online versus just, you know, leaving to go out to the store or just to go out to get food. Because like you said, you can also order alcohol through online because you can do it on Uber Eats, too. Um, Yeah, you can. You can do it on Grubhub also. Yeah. So like if a certain restaurant sells like like you said, Maria sells uh, margaritas, you can easily order it or like 7-Eleven as well. You can, you know, order from 7-Eleven. And if they have alcohol, you can order the alcohol and they'll deliver it right to you. Yeah, I think honestly, like that is probably one of the best things I think that has come out of the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's the same with shopping. Like, you know, you have ship, you have Instacart. Um, there's a couple other ones that I just can't think of the name right now, but you have those two and people can literally grocery shop for you and just deliver it to your house. Yeah, I honestly think that that is so amazing and I have not taken advantage of that yet. I, yeah, I've honestly, I've, I've looked at a couple things in Instacart, um, but I honestly haven't tried it yet. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's, like, a huge advantage for people, for sure, especially if you're, like, older, like, a senior citizen, and you can't, um, I know they have, like, uh, the first hour, I think, when stores open, I think, like, senior citizens and high-risk people can go shopping, Yeah, but that's, like, the delivery system is, like, perfect, you know, for, for anyone. The only thing I would say about the delivery system, like, with food, what's so great about it is when you put that order in, you'll get it the same day. So like, say you put an order in for Maria's Maria's at six, you can either get it at like, depending on how long delivery takes and how much food you order and how long it takes to make it, you can get it at least by 6.45 or like 7.15, maybe at the latest. With Instacart and like Ship, um, it's a little bit different than that because I noticed like when I was browsing through, I noticed that, if you do it, like, I guess they have like a cutoff time when you do it after a certain time, it'll say, oh, well, this delivery can be, you know, delivered tomorrow instead of today. So because I always thought they had same day deliveries, but I like went through shipped and um, I like kind of grocery shop basically through shipped. And it was like I, it was like maybe like seven o'clock, seven eight o'clock maybe and when I said like to complete the order or like when I wanted it to be delivered I was expecting it to be like you know delivered at least by like 9 30 at the latest because you know like Target like I was putting it into grocery shop at Target and Target doesn't close until 10 o'clock so I was like okay well seven eight o'clock that gives them like enough time to probably go around the store and get whatever Target has but I guess they have a cutoff time because it was like seven, eight o'clock. And when I put that, I wanted what time I wanted it to have it delivered, it said unavailable. And I will have to pick for the next day for my stuff to be delivered. Oh, so that's, that's a- like, that's like a real big, I guess, disadvantage and a bigger difference from, you know, ordering for food and stuff like that. Cause I, that kind of threw me off. I thought I always thought like ship, and like Instacart and those other delivering um, like for grocery shopping or just shopping in general I always thought it was same day delivery 
Yeah, no, I got apparently it's not with that. That honestly, like, I didn't know that happened. I thought you would just get it like as soon as you like order food on Grubhub, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's what I thought too. Because, like, you know, you always see ship shoppers um, going around in stores and stuff. And I just always thought it was kind of like, I kind of thought it was like Uber. Like, okay, so like someone puts their order in. Um, if you want to do the delivery you accept it and it's like you have to go to target and merrill's park so you drive to target and merrill's park and and after like if they don't have a certain product then of course you have to contact the person let them know this item wasn't on the shelf they don't have the item um whatever i don't get you pretty much i guess get a refund for it so then after that, I thought they would just, you know, end the order and be like, hey, I got everything. I'm done. Now I'm on my way. And then they would just deliver it to you. So I was so confused when I seen that, that it was going to be like I had to pick a time for the next day. It can be delivered as early as like 9 a.m., I think. And you have the entire day for someone to deliver your stuff. But. It's a little bit confusing because I thought it was always just same day shipping. Not shipping, but mm-hmm. same day delivery. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's that's like you have to like think about all these different rules before you order on Instacart. It's like, wait, I gotta do this by a certain time or else it's over. <laughs> yeah, hey, like honestly, like it's a good, it's a good thing, you know, to have other people shop for you or, you know, cause you never know what could happen. You know, you might not just be feeling well enough to go out. Um, cause you know, you might just be sick, but you do have that option to just have someone else do it for you and they get paid for it. But it's better. Like when you can order food and you get it delivered, you know, the same day. Because imagine if you ordered food, but it wouldn't be delivered to the next day. Yeah, that's day. weird. That's, like, really weird. That would... Yeah, that, that's, like, super weird. So, I don't know. But I would say the food has helped during the pandemic a lot. So, you know, shout out to yeah. Uber Eats and Grubhub <laughs> and DoorDash. Every, like, Postmates, every single food delivering service there is. Because without them this pandemic probably would have been a lot worse. Definitely. Honestly. Yeah, I keep um I keep thinking about what what have happened cuz you know like the e-learning is so um technology based and I was like what would have happened if like this would have happened in like the 70s or the 80s where like no one had like laptops or like phones or anything, you know? And and no and no food delivery apps either. <laughs> like it's just it's crazy to think about like how many advantages we did have in 2020 to kind of help uh, make the pandemic just like a little bit easier, you know, like, so shout out to the food apps, shout out to everyone working at an electronic company. <laughs> like just everyone. <laughs> like, Seriously, it's like, you. it's insane. It's awesome, though. I can't, I can't really imagine like this happening at another at a different time, just just because it's, it's so crazy to think about like, what if, you know, Right, like, what if this happened, I don't know, like, 10 years ago versus now? It would be a oh, yeah. lot different. It would be a lot No food different. delivery apps at all. <laughs> no, like I, like, I don't even think 
no, there wasn't any food delivery apps. It was just if the restaurant delivered, you'd have to yeah. call them directly. To, but a lot of restaurants didn't exactly. deliver during that. Yeah, time. a lot of them like stopped delivering. Like, yeah, like ten years ago, I just remember mostly pizza places like Domino's or um, maybe Home Running. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe pizza. They would just, you know, you would call the restaurant directly and um, you can place an order and be like, hey, well, I want a large pizza. And they just ask you, OK, pick up or delivery. And you had, always, you had that option for it to get delivered. But pizza places were the only places that I pretty much knew that did deliver. I don't think I've ever known like McDonald's didn't deliver, Burger King, um, fast, just fast food places in general did not deliver. So without these apps, there would be no delivery. Like 10 years ago, there was not like now you can order McDonald's through Grubhub. But 10 years ago, you couldn't do that because you couldn't call the restaurant and be like, hey, I want to place an order for a number one. And then they'll and they'll say, OK, pick up a delivery. You can't do that with McDonald's. You have to directly just go to the fast food restaurant and just get your food. Yeah, right exactly. There. That's, I feel like that has been such a major perk of a pandemic happening like in a year like 2020 versus a year like 2010 where I feel like everyone would be even more like what <laughs> you know like yeah for real yeah. I feel like McDonald's and like all these places like maybe they would have developed a system like to get it to you maybe they wouldn't like maybe they would try and maybe figure something out but you never know but you know it's 2020 now and we've had we have our delivery apps so <laughs> we're yeah so yep, shout out <laughs> again to everyone delivering through or uber eats and grubhub and all of the all the apps all of them exactly we greatly <laughs> appreciate you for your yes. service <laughs> all righty well i think that wraps up episode two um and i think our next topic is i um i think it's gonna be the when uh we found out um when you thought it was bad during covid like when did you think it was like oh man it sucks (laughs) oh man i (laughs) I can't wait to hear it (laughs) all right well thank you for joining me today and i really had fun talking to you of course, okay. thank you for having me. You too. Me. Have Bye. a good one, Nikki. Hello. Hey, I think you're both. Hey. 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 Hi, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? How are you? Good. Good. All righty. So, welcome to Vicariously Living. And we have a special a special guest today, Destiny Henschel. And we are both very excited. Um, so Destiny, we um our podcast mainly focuses around uh living with COVID and um kind of like the stresses with that. So we wanted to ask you just a little bit about your experience um quarantining at CUC. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I know that you knew I was quarantined once, but I actually was quarantined again last week. Oh, my. Yeah. So both of them were 
kind of crazy experiences. Um, the first one, somebody that I was closely in contact with tested positive. Um, and even though I got a negative test uh, back the first time, they made me quarantine until I got a second test. Um, that one came back negative. So the first time I was released. Um, so I was just in there for a long weekend. I think it was like three or four days. Um, but it was just kind of crazy. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was really hard. Uh, we didn't have too many people checking on us um, the first time. And then the second time when I went back in, it was actually because I had an abnormal test result come back. And um, that was weird because I was like, well, if it's positive, why don't you just say it's positive And why do you have to say that it's abnormal? And then make me quarantine. Um, so basically, I quarantined for the 10-day period. Um, and during this time, I took a second test because I was like, well, that's weird. If it came back abnormal, I took the second test and it came back negative. But I still had to stay in and then my friends had to stay in. But, I mean, overall, it, it, like, it really sucks because you're just kind of sitting in a room all by yourself. Nobody comes to check on you. Um, for the food, sometimes they knock, otherwise they just set it in front of your door and like dash. Um, but yeah, no, it's really hard. How was the food? Did you get food from, uh, the calf? Yeah. So we actually had the option to order online either from the cafeteria or the den. So, um, we could do Subway or the big cats downstairs. Um, but I mean, like we would have to order for... We would have to order it by 11, and it would come at 12.30. And then, again, we would have to order at 4, and it would come at, like, 5 or 5.30. So those were the only two periods that we could eat. Um, But, like, of course, once we ordered it, they started making it. So if you – they put it under a heat lamp, which good and bad. So, it honestly, like, it came warm – but it wasn't like hot, it wasn't fresh, and then if we had fresh food, it was like brown. Uh, so that was an experience in itself. <laughs> oh my god, I know, honestly, that sucks. Yeah, you don't realize how grateful like we have it out here, <laughs> how good <laughs> we have it until you're in like that situation. <laughs> Oh no, that's gotta that sounds like really, really awful. Like, what did you do? Like, um. I was thinking about, like, other, like, basic necessities, like, water. Like, how would, how would you get, like, the other things that you needed? Were you allowed to leave at all? Or were you just, like, you have to stay in this room, like, until we tell you to come right. out? Well, actually, so with the water, we only got one cup with our meals. And so I would get a cup of water with every meal, which means I only got two cups of water a day. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, my mom ended up calling them because she's like, that's not like okay especially if somebody's right. sick they need more water right. but stay hydrated. i know right but as far as um like leaving or staying in your room we had to stay in our room um the entire time like there was no way that we could get out there there was one instance though it was really crazy the fire alarm went off so we were like um oh no do we, <laughs> do we stay in here no we can't stay in here if it's like an actual fire That's so funny. Oh, no. yeah but that was that was crazy because everybody was outside and we're like oh my gosh we're free we're free from being prisoners stuff like that it was really funny 
<laughs> oh god that's crazy i feel like it's like covid fire i don't know <laughs> i know what else what else bring it <laughs> that's so funny so did you have like a set schedule um during the time that you were quarantined like every day you would be like i'll take a nap at this time i'll do homework between this time and this time or was just like every day kind of different for you um, my schedule's kind of different than most people's anyway. So like my Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I have classes solidly from like 10 to 3. And then Tuesday, Thursdays, I don't have any classes. So like Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'd get up at 930. I would do my classes. Um, I'd make sure like I'd make my bed in the morning. I'd, I'd do my daily skincare in the morning before I go to bed. Um, I tried my best to keep the schedule the first weekend, though. When I was in there, I was just, like, laying around all day. I didn't know what to do. I ended up binge-watching, like, a couple of series on Netflix. But after that first weekend, I was like, you know what? Like, I could have it worse. Like, I had my piano in there, so I was able to work on my music. Um, I'm helping my mom build her own business right now. So, like, I was able to keep a set schedule. And I honestly, after that first weekend, I didn't take any naps. Um, because I mean, I usually don't, I'm usually so busy running around doing my thing. So I did my best to like not take any naps, just stay productive as long as I could. Um, so for the most part, I was up at like nine 30 every morning, um, ready to go at 10 and then I would start my day and then I'd go probably until like five or six. And I try to get a workout in like once every two days. Um, and then after that, I would like either play a game with my friends or I'd FaceTime my boyfriend or my mom, just spend that time to like really do something for me. It's actually kind of fun when you think about it as well, because you also had, you know, a lot more free time because you did say that you were really busy a lot, but being in your room, like you was able to actually just binge watch as many shows as you wanted to in the, um, those 10 days yeah no it for sure it was like refreshing in its own way and that sounds weird saying like refreshing but just to be able to like completely relax for a full weekend my body definitely needed that exactly and then it's like you didn't have to work as well right well I still helped my mom um build her own uh website and her own um social media pages So she's actually, like, paying me for that. So technically I did work, but, like, I wasn't in person on campus engaging with real people. So, like, it it was different for sure. That's good, though. I mean, it sucked, but it's still good at at the same time. Right. Because you have time to have, you know, your own self-reflex and then um, also time to do pretty much whatever you wanted to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a time to work on yourself and work on your own skills Um, And then, like, you really understand the importance of actually doing things because otherwise your whole day is just wasted if you're just sitting there watching TV all day. Right. Did you, you, sorry, did you honestly um, feel a little bit lonely while you were quarantined because you weren't actually able to hang out with your friends or your boyfriend um, in person? Absolutely. Um, That's, like, one word that I constantly use to describe how I was feeling when I was in there. Um, I don't know if you guys know like about love language and that, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine is physical touch. So even like with my That's friends, great, yes. I like, like to give them a high five or like pat them on the back or give them a hug, that type of thing. So it was just like draining to be in there and not be able to actually touch people. 
I mean, because obviously, like, that's not safe. But, I mean, I did what I could with um, the Skyping and the FaceTiming. My boyfriend actually came and sat outside my window. Um, and then, Aww. yeah, I know. I know. so sweet. <laughs> Um, but we would just like talk, tell each other about our days. Um, and then that was refreshing to have like an actual person be like face to face, even though I was like three levels high. <laughs> so that's cute. So, I love yeah, that. that's so sweet. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweet guy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that you have that um support. Like even though like like you were talking about like love language and stuff, like I am, like, all about, like, energy, and, like, even if you can't, like, touch the person, just kind of, um, having them in your presence, like, yeah. in the same room kind of means, like, everything, like, yeah. if they're not even in the room, that could be the whole difference, you know, yeah. like, because you're kind of just in there alone with, like, your own vibes and your own energy, and you're just, that's kind of, like, that, like, energy is getting, like, really stagnant, and that's why you're kind of, like, getting down and like lonely because there's no one really else there to kind of like pick you up right. you know so that's like so sweet how like he was standing right out or sitting right outside even though it's far away like that was as close as he could get because right. <laughs> he still made an effort especially since you're so used to seeing him if you don't see him every day you're used to seeing him almost every day right. and then during that 10 day time period without being like physically with him it was just like a it's it's a difference it's a major difference so it was really sweet definitely for him to even just come sit out your window just be like hey let's spend some quality time together like we may not be face to face but we're still spending time together right absolutely and like honestly that's the closest I could get to being face to face or being having that physical touch like that's the closest that I possibly could have been because I mean people were like texting me and I was facetiming but that that can only go to a certain extent and help me like a certain amount. Whereas like he was there and I don't know, it just felt like he was, that's like the closest I could have gotten to what I wanted at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's good though how you mentioned um, how it's like a time for like self-reflecting. I feel like this has been like the year for just like self-evaluating and like self-analyzing I think it's also like good that um that happened like we talk about um you know some cons about COVID but there's also you know believe it or not there's a couple of pros you know if if you're if nothing you know has like terribly terribly happened to you or anyone you know um you've gotten the kind of the opportunity to kind of just like especially during the shelter in place just to kind of um sit there like at first it freaked me out I was like I really don't even know what to do <laughs> like it's just weird and like you kind of like you get that time to kind of like be like what do I want to do what does this all mean like if you, if you don't have any like homework to do you know it was kind of weird to kind of uh figure out how to spend your time but yeah. I think that one of the pros to all this is kind of just like figuring out yourself like I feel like we've kind of like not changed as people but I feel like we've grown like we've yeah experienced like some stuff sure. you know like I feel like we're all gonna come out of this like different people but maybe better people you know right. what I mean? absolutely yeah. well before this I mean like if we wanted to do something we could do it but like we would come up with excuses whereas right now like if we actually want something to happen we're gonna make dang sure that it happens like 
Personally, I have taken this COVID thing and I've actually started my own music career out of it. And like, if we didn't have this COVID going on, I would have been doing so many other things where I probably wouldn't have been able to actually sit down and do it. Exactly. Yeah, we've had that time. Because it's like we're in the house and we don't have much to do. I mean, like we have school and if our jobs were open, they were open. But if we weren't working, it was literally just being in the house all day. So during that time, of course, you were able to actually pick up, maybe pick up a new skill or a new hobby or just found something that you really wanted to invest your um, selves in because you had the time to do it any other day you will be focused on like a hundred thousand right. different things but when you're actually in the house and you completely have nothing to do it's like hey instead of me just sitting here doing nothing I can actually work myself to do something better that could actually benefit me or you you know just in the future right exactly yeah so COVID yeah I definitely agree COVID did have a lot of cons to it but it also had a lot of pros to it for us like within ourselves absolutely and like I mean over the summer especially when we didn't have school or maybe we're back to work now we had so much more free time to do whatever and I mean even right now like everything's closing again so I think it's going to kind of loop back around to how it all started and I mean, if you want, like, this is the time to do what you need to do or what you really want to do. Exactly. Oh, my God. When before, like, let's go back to like pre-COVID. Destiny, when did you know that COVID was bad <laughs> or it was getting bad? Um. OK, so when it first all started, I was living at, at home with my mom and then um, my boyfriend was actually living with us. So we were actually in Miami when they were like, oh, shoot, we have to start closing everything down. We were in Miami for spring ba- break. Um, we ended up flying back. We made it back, but I was super sick. Um, <laughs> and so I took that first COVID test and everyone was freaking out because nobody knew anything about it at this point. Um, I ended right. up being negative, Me. but like that whole time that I was living at home, we were so extremely cautious because my, my grandma has lung cancer. And so we would still obviously want to like mm. spend time with her and go visit her. So we had to be extra super cautious. Um, but now when I came back to school, I mean, I've been less careful. I'm not going to lie than I was when I was at home. Um, so we were like going out and doing all that stuff. But I mean, now it's crazy because there's so many people that I know and that I'm like closely in contact to that end up getting quarantined in DJ. So like, I, think I, I haven't been keeping up on the cases, but I definitely think it's getting worse right now. Like, I don't know if this is the worst that it's been. Yeah. I think so. They said something about how today was like a new, I think a new high for Illinois, but also a new high for the whole country. I think it was like third, wait, a couple days ago. Yeah, like Thursday or Friday, it's like apparently it's getting like really, really bad again, like how it was like in the beginning. Right. That's so crazy. And like the another crazy thing about it is that it affects everybody differently. So, I mean, like I've known people that have lost their sense of smell and like they've had a really strong sense of smell. And now 
I mean, months after they had it, they're still struggling to smell like how they did before. But then there's other people that they're like, oh, I had COVID. Like, I didn't even know. It didn't hit me at all. It's literally. So it's just crazy to think about. Um, It is. It really is. Does Concordia, like, have any plans to shut down soon? Because I remember getting an email about, I think there was, like, 14 cases of COVID. Oh, okay. So, like, you're saying would they shut down if, like, a certain number? No. So, I mean, I think originally they were thinking of, like, that's what they would have to do. But it just wouldn't be safe if everybody on the campus all of a sudden got it. It wouldn't be safe to send them home. So I know that they were talking about keeping DJ as um, that quarantine center. And then, like, if they needed to expand, they would pull in other dorm buildings for quarantine centers. Um, But, no, they wouldn't be able to send people home. I don't know if it's, like, Illinois guidelines or that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But they said that they are not going to do that anymore. Oh, okay. So, um, when you mentioned, like, DJ was quarantine center, does that mean that some students had to, like, move out of their dorm to go quarantine in DJ? Or was it strictly, like, you had to uh, quarantine in your own dorm? Because, you know, sometimes, like, let's say, like, Concordia Hall, you know, you have suite mates. Right. So, how did that work? Like, did they just, like I said, did they just stay in their room specifically? Or did they actually go to dj um so both of my times they gave me like 40 minutes to an hour to pack up all of the things that i need and then i was able to take trips to dj so we have to move to dj if either we tested positive or if we've been exposed to somebody for i think it's more than 15 minutes with or without a mask so if you are tested positive you have to quarantine for 10 days from your test date but if you were just exposed you have to quarantine 14 days i think from the last contact that you had with that person so everybody that either has it or that has been exposed is like basically either forced to move to dj or i know that like if their parents would let them go home then they could do that too oh wow yeah that's a hassle (laughs) honestly (laughs) It is. is. But I mean, at the same time, they're just trying to keep everybody safe and, you know, it affects everybody differently. So even if you're healthy, you don't know about the person next door. Right. That is true. Oh, that's got to be like so anxiety provoking. Yeah, it really is. The first time that I went into it, I was like, I was freaking out, honestly. Um, because I mean, nobody on campus really had it that we know knew of. So we were one of the first people in DJ. Um, and so just being in that situation, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't know how I'm going to be affected. I don't know how this other person that I've been, um, that actually tested positive is going to be effective or affected. Um, so it was just, I don't know. It was very scary. Um, but obviously like that first time was over a month ago. So everybody's doing okay. Um, I think that they still have to like track heart rates and that type of thing, which I mean, that's scary, but everybody's okay right now. So that's all we can ask for, I guess. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For like, make sure you're okay. For like six months after you get it, just to make sure that it doesn't like affect your heart in a negative way. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't either. I didn't either. So, yeah, that's a little bit scary because, like, six months after you have it, I guess something could still happen with your heart, which, yikes. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. That's scary <laughs> to even think about. It's really your whole body. It's affecting. Oh well, thank God you didn't have it. Yeah, seriously. And thank God a lot of people, you know, still hey, don't have I know. It. I mean, there's an antibody test. So I feel like if I didn't have it already, that I had it last year at some point, I had an awful cough. You think you had it Me too? too? Me too. I, yeah, yeah, I definitely I feel that way. I do. to do that antibody <laughs> test. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like- it was just like, it was something like about last year where I was like extremely sick. Like I just felt so bad like and it was worse than the actual cold and I don't know if it was the flu or maybe it could have been COVID but I still feel like Mm. I actually had it because it was it was horrible that was a horrible time mine was in October I think (laughs) they actually prescribed me an inhaler because I would wake up in the middle of night coughing so hard that I couldn't breathe and so they prescribed me an inhaler and they prescribed me coughing pills. They diagnosed me with uh, bronchitis. So they gave me those pills for bronchitis, but they didn't help. And the inhaler only helped if I did it before. Like if I am not breathing, I'm not able to breathe in whatever's in the inhaler to help me breathe. So I don't know. But right. I kind of want to get tested and see if if I did have it because yeah. that would be interesting. I definitely think a lot of people yeah, had it and didn't know so about scary, it. That's so scary, though. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I think we should, I think everyone should get, if, they, if you can, everyone should get antibiotics yeah. test. Um, but yeah, I do have one last question I do want to ask. And it's something that the three of us are going to have to figure out at some point. I'm kind of stressing out about it now personally, because I don't really know what I want to do about it yet. But, Destiny, what are you going to do for graduation? Like, the day of? Like, what are you going to do? Are they do? having it in person? No, they said, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My, um, they haven't made an announcement, right? Am I correct? They I haven't sent really so. any I think emails like about it. February they said that they were going to announce it or something. Right. So, my sister is an, um, is an alum. So she got an email. She was like, Vicky, did you like get did you get the the news? I was like, What news? He was like, Your your graduation can be virtual. I just got an alumni email. And I was talking about yeah, for spring. I was like, Are you sure that's not a mistake? Are you sure it doesn't say fall? She's like, she checked back, she's like, No, it says spring. And I was like, That's weird because they haven't sent anything yet. And so I'm like having a mental breakdown (laughs) because this is happening. And, like, I, like, emailed uh, Dean Gebhardt about it. She was like, yeah, we made that announcement, like, and she sent me, like, the link to the website where Dr. Don talked about it. And I was like, what? Like, how come you guys have email? I can forward you guys that email if you want. But how could they, how could they decide so early? Like, it's still just November and graduation isn't until May. Like, exactly. during that time period, a and, lot can change. You know, I don't understand honestly. why they can't just do it on the football field or do it outside and, like, have everybody spaced out. Exactly. Everybody required to wear masks. Like, why do they have to make that call exactly. so early? There's still months to I, make exactly. that Exactly. I don't. 
I don't agree with that. They were like, you know what? If things get better, um, we can do it. But we're going by the Illinois guidelines to like how many people can be in a room. But I'm like, just do it outside. And like, I don't think they're entertaining that idea at all. So basically, we're kind of think we're on our own with planning what we want to do in this episode on a high note of graduation. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. <laughs> I liked telling you my story. <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed hearing it because honestly, like this is what we what we want for the show. Like we want other people's perspectives. Yeah, that's really well. cool. I do have other videos out there that I can check out. Um, there are a episode one and two is on. I think Arius has one on hers, and then two is on mine. I'm not sure if you can access our um accounts on here but we could also send them to you you i'd love to listen to them definitely but thank you so much for having me yeah of course thank Thank you you for joining bye-bye yes all righty guys bye hey can you hear me hey i can hear you hey how are you i'm good i'm good so thank you for joining me once again for our vicariously living show um today our topic is favorite home-cooked meals during covid during the pandemic when everything was shut down and basically like so areas like what were you like cooking at home like during all that like time a few months ago well at first um I wasn't really cooking anything because I'm not really just a cooker um but eventually um I started to like learn how to cook and um what to do and um pretty much I guess my favorite home-cooked meal would be steak with mac and cheese and mashed potatoes because I eat that the most out of every um home-cooked meal and it's done me pretty well through COVID. I mean, like, it's good. It's easy to make. It doesn't take that long to make. Because um, I know with some meals, they can take hours. And it's like, I don't have the time. <laughs> I honestly don't have the time to, like, cook for that long. So just something so simple and something so easy to make was definitely um, one thing that helped me survive through, well, still surviving through COVID. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, I'm the same. Like, I'm not that, uh, I don't really cook that much either. And, and it is super time consuming. Like, it's just, there isn't, I feel like there isn't enough hours in the day. For right. Like, there are some days where it's like, it's possible. But then some days, it's just like, I don't really know. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, mine has been like, well, usually like my mom cooks like um, the majority of the week. But sometimes, like, um, when I just wasn't sure, like, what to make, like, I would make, uh, like, homemade chicken alfredo, where I would, you would just, like, pasta, like, normal, and then um, I would put, like, the alfredo, like, a a jar of just, like, alfredo sauce, like, that you would just get at the store, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I would put, like, I would get, like, a roasted chicken, like, that you would get at the grocery store, and, like, cut it up, and then put it in the pasta, so then, like, and you season it and whatever, and and you kind of have you know like chicken alfredo and so that's kind of been like my kind of favorite thing like I haven't really done that before like it was mm-hmm. kind of something that I figured out like during the pandemic so I was like hey I can just like do this you know right because so, it was like um 
like I had so much time in the world it was like why don't I just learn how to cook I mean like yeah I was working but I wasn't working as much as I am now so during that time it was like I can actually take the time out my day to learn how to cook because usually my mom cooks or my dad cooks but then like I eventually moved in with my boyfriend so it's like if he doesn't cook then I have to cook so I had all this time in the world and it was like I might as well start learning how to cook yeah but um have you ever tried the um you said your favorite home-cooked meal was the chicken alfredo? Yeah. Have you ever made chicken alfredo, like, the sauce from scratch instead of doing, like, the, um, getting the sauce from the store in the jar? Um, you know, I have. I had one time um, with my mom in the past, and it, for some reason, it just, like, did not come out good. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, it's funny because, like, my mom is such a good, like, chef like she learned you know from her grandma and stuff like that and it's just like I don't know I think I I messed it up like I think it was me for sure like I don't know what I did to it but I don't know I for I for sure take the blame on that one I don't know it was probably me if I had left it alone and if she had just done it it probably would have been fine (laughs) but when I was there so yeah I, I feel I haven't really attempted to do it um anytime after that and so I just found this like really good like organic one that's just like really like garlicky and I've just been kind of like been sticking to that but if we ever go back into like a super duper shelter in place maybe I'll figure that out but uh, <laughs> yeah I've just been kind of doing the ones in the jar because like they're like really really there's some that are not good but mm-hmm. if you find the right one then it's like perfect you know okay because like I made um what was it Cajun shrimp pasta I think and that's like way different from the alfredo sauce i believe but um i made it from like i made the sauce from i made the sauce from scrap from scratch not scrap scratch (laughs) same thing (laughs) right (laughs) it was like like so good so i was like curious to know like does the um sauce in a jar pretty much taste almost the same as just homemade right yeah I I think it's it's probably different because I get this really good uh chicken alfredo from this near uh this nearby local place in uh EP on North Avenue it's called uh physical and they have really 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 good chicken alfredo and it's completely different from the one that I make like when I the one that I make is like good like if you just you know trying to make dinner and something you know tasty or whatever but like this is like it's a little expensive but I think that's probably why it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that one is by far like in no comparison to what I make yeah I think the ones in the jar versus like homemade or like a restaurant like they're gonna be different I think it's just a matter of finding a good brand that has a yeah. good like her uh like uh recipe you know right and you gotta find the um right one too um yeah a couple of different ones you know right um do you think like if you were living alone during the pandemic because I remember there was like a time during the pandemic when um it was like during like all of like the protests and the riots and the looting and stuff where like a lot of food places and you know grocery stores were actually closed um just to avoid you know anything 
with the uh, riots and the protests and stuff. So do you think if like you were living alone and we were, you know, in this pandemic and there were no stores or no um, food places or grocery places to, you know, get food at, do you think you would actually be able to make your own home cooked meal? Ooh, that's such that's such an interesting question because I feel like there are two angles to this because I feel like uh like just to start from like I'm just so many thoughts are like going in my head right now. I'm trying to organize my thoughts right now. Okay, so basically, uh I feel like if I oh, it's such a hard question. Because if I were home alone basic like basically if I lived alone but like my family like lived somewhere else but I was like alone like in my own house is that what you're saying yeah like basically like um just being by yourself because like you said like if I moved out does the cooking right oh okay so is this like a matter of like can I get food or can I cook or both I guess could you cook like would you feel like like, let's say you were in, like, your own place, like, your own home, and we were in the middle of a pandemic, but you didn't know how to cook. You would just usually, like, order um, takeout, or you just usually, like, go to your mom's or, or you know, your dad or something to get food. Would you, do you think you would be able to, I guess, cook for your, I don't know how to say it, like. No, yeah, cook for myself, like, because I could go to my mom's place to get, get food, food right? yeah. But if I, if it were me, okay, so here's the thing. Before, this is, like, before the pandemic really, really hit, me, like, me and my family, like, we, uh, we kind of started panic buying a little early. Like, in January, we started getting, like, cans and, you know, like, canned stuff, like, canned fruit, like, and canned, like, beans and, like, like, the non-perishable stuff is what right. I'm And, um... So knowing that, I probably would have done that myself. Knowing that my mom did that, I would have done probably the same thing if I lived by myself. Mm-hmm. And I so basically, if, yeah, I feel like I could, but my I feel like I could cook by myself. But my but like my options would be like limited in a way because like I would just be <laughs> living off of like canned tuna and like canned beans. Exactly. <laughs> like I I totally feel the same way, honestly, because. I never really just, you know, tried to cook uh, myself because, like I said, my parents were always the cookers. So now it's just like I actually have to teach myself. And um, I am pretty grateful, though, because of the pandemic actually, you know, allowed me to take the time out to cook. Because any other time I used to just be like, well, we could just get takeout or my mom's going to cook. So I'm not even going to worry about trying to cook. Exactly. So yeah. thank God for the, you know, not thank God for the pandemic, but we, you know, actually learned a lot during this pandemic, um, especially with like self-reflecting on ourselves, And it gave us the opportunity to acquire some new skills, you know, some new hobbies. And, you know, it was pretty much like a, I guess, a door opener for us in a way. It was. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think we all kind of, um, learned a little bit in the kitchen as well like uh, I've been like baking and stuff too like uh, Ooh, how's that been going for you that's been going really well actually I think better than the cooking <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we've been um, making like uh, banana breads and like 
cookies and like cake like not at all at one time but like a couple weeks would go by and it'd be like hey like let's bake something like right I'm, I'm sad whatever <laughs> like, like did you like always bake or was it just something like I guess since we're in a pandemic it's like let's just try something new and see how we like it oh I've um I've I've have some experience with baking yes like me and my sister um always bake like during the holidays even before the pandemic I think I just uh we kind of like honed in on it more like now I'm like done it a little bit more and like have gotten like better at it um but yeah we've um we've had I have some like baking experience in the past like with just like sometimes like a few years ago like I would just like randomly bake just to like uh just to kind of just like see what would happen you know what I mean like if I put all right. this together you know not not necessarily to be like oh like I want like cake or cookies or whatever it's just like I just want to like see if I can like do it you know from, right from adding like all of like the flowers and the sugars like not like a pre not like a boxed cake but like a for real one you know like mm-hmm. trying to put all that stuff together and I'm not I can't bake like too many things but the stuff that I can make like I perfected in there like amazing so I just kind of stick to that and uh, I'm trying to think if we kind of branched out anything new in the pandemic I think because uh because my mom uh she's gluten-free so a lot of the stuff we were we've been trying to perfect is like gluten-free stuff right she um, and that is a little bit more of a process. Like you have to, um, you have to kind of make your own flour and you just have to add all these different like ingredients to it. Like, like weird like named things. Like if I'm thinking about what's in my kitchen right now, like tapioca starch and like xanthan gum, like all this weird stuff that you got to like put together to make, um, something that be able to be gluten-free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've been kind of, like, taking, like, the regular, like, chocolate chip cookie and, like, making it gluten-free or, like, taking a, you know, banana bread and making it gluten-free, you know, so. That's actually, that's actually super cool because I didn't know, like, you said you had to make your own flour. I didn't know that you could actually do that. Just, yeah. like, you grab, like, a whole bunch of different ingredients that, you know, typically that we normally just don't use um, in, like, everyday cooking and you make your own flour. That's actually, that's super, that's super cool. I think that's super cool that you can actually yeah. do that. Thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that, um, my mom is like really passionate about, like trying to, um, find like gluten-free recipes and stuff like that. And like the flour was the, that was like the first thing, like that was like the kind of like the new thing that we did over the pandemic was instead of like buying, uh, like, cause sometimes they'll have like boxed gluten-free stuff and then mm. sometimes they'll just have regular packaged gluten-free stuff and sometimes those are good, but then you find a lot of bad ones. So that's why that kind of was the inspiration to like try and f- do our own thing, you know, cause it was like, you know, a lot of this stuff like isn't either that good or we're kind of getting tired of the same like gluten-free stuff. So yeah, like making the flour was uh, actually really interesting and like using all of like the, um, different ingredients and stuff uh is really something that is yeah I didn't really think like any of these things existed I'm <laughs> just like wow right <laughs> that's so cool because like in regards to like this podcast you also could have did like a baking show too because like not even a baking show just the bacon and the cooking show because you learned so much especially with the bacon um because it would have been real informative just to see like you know a lot of people might not know how to make their own flour. Like, I don't know how to make my own flour. So that would be something that's just super cool to actually just watch and to learn how to do. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about that. That would be actually really cool. Like, 
we usually kind of do it every uh maybe like month or so like when we run out like we'll just make a whole bunch of it leave it in a jar and then like whenever we bake we uh bring it out and we just substitute the the regular flour for that flour Mm -hmm. and um but uh, yeah it's kind of a process but uh yeah I really thought of that like it's it's actually super easy like you just gotta get the right ingredients and like some of these ingredients are like I asked someone in the store it's like do you even do you have this <laughs> they're like yeah it's over here I'm like really like could you be able or are you actually able to shop at regular stores um for the ingredient for the ingredients because you know like jewels or like um we could say Target or Walmart they typically just have like you know similar ingredients so do you have to go to like um maybe like a store like trader joe's or like i don't know is fruitful yield do they sell yeah Yeah, definitely some stuff you can definitely find that stuff i think at some of the stuff at pretty much um all the stores like we i think we got some stuff at whole foods so you can probably get some of that at trader joe's i think the rest we got at jewel like like I think like most grocery stores will have like xanthan gum like if you just look in the baking aisle Mm -hmm. and like there's a lot of stuff in the baking aisle like usually it's just like all right I'm here for boxed cake and some frosting and that's it right (laughs) look in the aisle it's like oh wow there's a whole bunch of stuff here you know so it's like I'm pretty sure you can find most of the ingredients there uh like at, at like a jewel or like another um I'm not sure. Maybe Target. I think, yeah, Target has a baking aisle. Any place that has a baking aisle, like, yeah. you could probably find uh, some of the things. And then if you can't find the other things, I'd probably recommend, like, a, a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's because the gluten-free, like, aspect of it is, like, a, is like a healthy, a healthier thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a healthier, yeah. like, spin on it. So you'd probably have to get some of that stuff at, like, those places. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's actually really interesting. That is that like <laughs> this this conversation is just actually making me want to learn how to bake because I've never I've never baked anything before not like cookies no cake really? nothing and I wanna I wanna learn how to do it because it's like why why waste money on someone else making me something when I could just learn how to do it and it could be better if I do it to my liking because you know sometimes. Um, depending on if you're picky or not, um, for like stuff that you eat, you can go buy some, let's say like chocolate chip cookies and it may be good, but it it might not live up to its full potential or what that, or something that you actually want. So it's honestly, it honestly would just be better to just learn how to bake yourself because you have the opportunity to make it how you want it and not how someone else wants it exactly yeah because a lot of the store-bought stuff is like like you said like not to like your specific liking like oh it's like even just textures like oh this cookie's too crunchy or this is too chewy or this yeah. is like too cinnamon or too chocolatey like it's or like too much of something or not enough of something so like and a lot of the stuff is like can be um a little dry because you never know if you're getting something that was like baked like two or three days ago or just like yeah you hope for yesterday but sometimes it's like a whole day is it going you know so sometimes you know like a little stale or like a little dry so like yeah you can control all that stuff when you bake and you're totally right about it living up to its full potential because like honestly some of the cookies that I've made mm-hmm. are like I don't think I'd ever have to like buy a cookie ever again <laughs> like it's like really really <laughs> delicious it's it's so good could you it's like once you make it to like how you want mm-hmm. 
it's like okay well I can just do this from now on (laughs) exactly because you know what you like and you know at the store like you said it could be two days or three days old when you're baking you could just make enough for however long you want to have it like let's say for instance you want specifically just five cookies for the night you could just make five cookies for that one night and just keep going on about your business but instead usually with store-bought stuff there's always more than enough than you actually so it like it kind of can go to a waste a lot when you don't bake your own stuff that's super true I didn't even think about that because I live with like you know like five other people like usually like when you bring something in it's gonna go very soon but in the situation where if you're like by yourself or you live with like maybe one or two other people buying like a whole package of cookies could be too much like I feel like I I see that where it's like hey it's only like a couple only like a couple people here this this has like you know 50 cookies in it like I don't 50 cookies because if I get 50 cookies that's gonna last me for way longer than it needs to like it'll like like maybe I'll eat it the first you know two or three days and then after like the second or third day it'll just sit on the table or on top of the fridge um for like a week and I'll be like man I I just wasted all these cookies and now I just have to throw them away because they're old and they're stale when in reality I could have just baked my own and made enough and just called it a day without wasting any money exactly you can totally control that portion control like that's another thing about baking it's like hey, I can just make this little something for me and like, or just me and like one other person, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's perfect like that where you can buy like a certain pan, you know, like and and bake in, you know, that could be like your pan that you make for yourself. And, you know, that's like the perfect size. And, you know, that'll be like your nightly like treat or whatever, you know. Right. I definitely agree. So since this episode was favorite home cooked meals during COVID, what would you say was your favorite dessert or home cooked? Uh, well, not cooked, but baked dessert during COVID. Oh man, we did um, snickerdoodle cookies. Like, not even joking, most amazing cookie you'll ever have. I don't know. Have you ever had a snickerdoodle cookie? I've before? never had one, but it sounds so good. It sounds yeah. It's um uh what is it it's a uh, cinnamon sugar so it's like uh, you make a sugar cookie or what you would normally make a sugar cookie and then instead of like putting sugar on it you make a mixture of sugar and cinnamon together and that's what you roll the cookie in or not roll it but like put it on top of it mm-hmm. and like it's like this delicious like cinnamony sugar cookie and it's just like amazing oh my god <laughs> oh my god vicky you're definitely inspiring me to start baking I'm going to start baking. Once I start baking, oh, I'm going to send you pictures <laughs> and I'm going to like ask you a whole bunch of questions because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to ask Vic because she's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big compliment. I don't know if I call myself a professional, but I mean, it would maybe get there. Maybe hopefully one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm going to definitely yeah. start baking. You should, you should, you should, especially over Christmas break for the holidays. Like you have to. Oh my god, yes, Christmas cookies, like prime baking season. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. All righty. So I love, I love how this turned into a, a baking conversation. <laughs> awesome. Now you have more. We do. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, Arius. All right. So we will you guys next time for the next episode and we will see you all later yep bye Bye. hello
Hey. Hi, Vicky. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Alrighty. Well, welcome to Vicariously Living. This is, I believe, episode six. And the topic for discussion is when did you know that COVID was bad? So I'm going to ask you, Aries, way back when, when all this was happening in the beginning of the year, it's crazy to think that it's December already, but right? where, when did, when did you know, like, when did you think this was something that was like, okay, this is actually really serious and like life is going to change like forever? Yeah. So um, in January, um, I did an internship with a small uh, marketing company and I started to hear about COVID around February. So in January, it was like, it wasn't really just anything, you know, big going on. But then in February, I started to hear about it. So it wasn't as bad, of course, as it is now. But um, there was just small things going around like, yeah, like a new virus um, is like the flu, you know, be safe, be careful, social distance and stuff like and stuff like that. So then in March, I went on a business trip to Coralville, Iowa. And in Coralville, um, pretty much it's a small town. It's nothing like Chicago at all. But I remember I was there with somebody else. And we were working inside of a Costco. So um, there was this time where people would just constantly just come in and just, you know, like a normal shopper, just come in and come out. But then one day we started to hear about how COVID was, you know, getting real bad. And people started panicking so bad in Iowa. I kid you not. Um I remember being out there and people was just running in strictly for just like water. It was this was during the time where toilet paper was supposed to just save everybody. Like, I don't get why toilet paper was the number one need. People was just like, yeah, toilet paper is just going to save my life or whatever. That's like that was pretty much what it was. But people was just running in. Um, getting toilet paper they were getting water they were getting um what is it um not napkins what is it called oh like kleenex not kleenex is on the it's on the tip of my tongue paper towels they were getting paper towels and I remember being inside of Costco and I, I was seeing like so many people with their carts just full of paper towels and just full of um, toilet paper and water. Like it was this one person I remember they had three carts just full of water and toilet paper. And I was like, uh, I'm in Iowa right now. So how am I going to even prepare for this if something you know big is going to happen? So um, that was like the beginning of it. And I remember like watching on Snapchat. Um, how like my old co-workers at Target they were telling me how Target was literally completely empty like there was no f- no water there was no toilet paper there was nothing like people was literally going crazy and I was like well I'm in a whole different state and what if like a COVID outbreak just randomly happens like I was honestly scared I was like what if a COVID outbreak just like randomly happens while I'm out of state because I I was gone for a week and during this week is when all of this was happening like the beginning of the um 
everyone just freaking out over COVID. But that's when I kind of knew that it was bad. Because like I said, I heard about it in like February, but it wasn't really just like a big of an issue where people were like pretty much just shopping. Like it was like an end of a world type thing. But in March was the beginning of it. And then, of course, it's December now. So from March to now, it just got worse and worse. But March was the beginning of when I knew COVID was kind of going to be something bad because everybody was just freaking out like it was like an end of a world type of situation. Yeah, it was crazy. It's funny how you say you say Costco because I have like almost the exact same story, <laughs> uh, but instead of it, but over here in Chicago, mm-hmm. it's so funny how we actually both experienced the same perspective, but in different states. Right. It was like the same thing that was happening just like all over, and like the whole country was like that too. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, like I like you said, it was like January when we first like heard something about it. And then February, it was like, okay, it's kind of, you know, getting kind of bad. And luckily, like, in January was when I started my, like, panic shopping, like, before, like, everyone went crazy. Uh-huh. We, you know, got enough for, like, ourselves. We didn't, like, overbuy or anything. And we we already had that. And the reason I think that people do this is because, like, they don't, they plan to not go to the store for, like, a long time. Yeah. So that- the whole like toilet paper and water situation kind of comes in because it's like all right well I can't come here you know I you know whatever I'm high risk or people are high risk I should really limit my time in the store so people buy for like the next like month or two because people thought that the stores were gonna close yeah it was like oh crap I have to go get all you know like the necessities before I can't even go to the store anymore but but then like the stores remained open and stuff like that so that helped I think a little bit but yeah like in February it was like starting to creep up a little bit and then in March when we had spring break that was kind of to me where it was Mm -hmm. like this is getting bad because Concordia extended our spring break for a second week so when that happened I was like okay that's kind of bizarre and wow and then and then they saw another email where it was like okay we're not going to be back in person until like mid-April right and then I oh this is like bad if they're if they just keep like postponing school like it this is just it's getting like really really uh severe and then to one point where it was just like all right we're not coming back at all for the semester and then that's when I was like oh crap you know and then also this was around like maybe like March or April right and I actually went to Costco with my mom and my sister and we were trying to get water because that was like the one thing that we really really needed like we had everything else but so many people in this house like the six of us just drink like so much water we have like a filtration system but the guy that usually comes and installs it can't anymore because he can't come inside our house you know just we had to just stack up on water for everyone just to to drink that way um because you know that's just that was just what we had to do at the time and then going into Costco it was crazy it was absolutely nuts like how you were talking about Mm. like so much just like like pandemonium it was just like people like I almost got ran over by a pellet of water like literally they kept bringing in the water and these people were like vultures like they did not even let the person working at Costco like leave yet before they just kind of dove in and like 
took all the water and I'm just I'm like we're over here you know trying to get our water and trying to get run over by this pallet also and because people were freaking out and trying to grab out the water like everyone was everywhere like you were about to get, get either hit with the pallet or a case of water because everyone was going crazy right so at that point, oh my god if everyone is fighting for water this is this is literally probably an apocalypse like, I was yeah. like, <laughs> And and guys, like, this is probably it. So yeah, then you know, after that, you know, April, May, like to me, that was a sign of like, okay, this is not going away anytime soon. Like, I wasn't one of those people that was like, oh, we just need a few months, or we just need the summer, or we just need until the fall, everything will be fine again. Like, I was like, that's not gonna happen. Like, yeah. this is like to stay. Like, this is gonna be like we're talking years because. I actually went and I researched, like, all of, like, the past, like, pandemics in U.S. history, and, like, everyone's talking about, like, the the Spanish flu and stuff like that. All of these recent, well, not recent, like, I guess kind of recent, like, you know, (laughs) in terms of the pandemics, you know, in the early 1900s and, like, the 1800s. Right. But these pandemics lasted, like, a year or two at least. Like, it's, like, it's not just something, like, I've, there wasn't really a pandemic that I saw that only lasted for a few months. Like, something this severe and something this that is impacting like everywhere globally mm-hmm. it's gonna take a while to eradicate and it's we're, we're gonna be in this for the long haul like maybe one or two years like I'm hoping you know in a couple years from now at this point you know maybe a couple Christmases from now everything may be different or maybe starting to look more normal hopefully but we're we're gonna be in this for a little while you know yeah I think at least for Americans especially we're gonna be in for it for a while because just because of the simple fact Americans do not know how to follow guidelines like like literally like um when I be at work there's always someone who doesn't is not wearing a mask there's always people people are constantly there they never I mean literally they never social distance and it's like how do we expect for our country you know to get better and to be able to go back to normal if we can't even follow two simple guidelines just keep a mask above our nose and just you know keep away from others whereas there are other countries um who's like I was watching a video recently and um it was a girl she was like she was like at a rave and I'm like okay this must be an old video because you know we're in the middle of a pandemic so obviously there aren't any concerts going on and I was going through the comments and she had commented this was on TikTok and she was like oh no um I live in um I think she said New Zealand I think I think she said New Zealand she was like yeah I live in New Zealand um we were on lockdown for months um but now we don't have like we have zero COVID cases right now. Yeah. So they're like everything's pretty much back to normal. And this is going on with, you know, um, a few more countries as well. Like they was on strict lockdown for like what, like three months or so. And it was like nobody could leave their house unless they were going to, you know, the doctor. They were going to the pharmacy or they had to go, you know, for essential needs like grocery shopping. But other than that, there was nothing else that people could actually, you know, leave their house for. And they followed those guidelines for months, which allowed them to actually go back to, you know, to having a normal lifestyle. But for Americans, that that's not going to happen because Americans just do not want to follow the rules. They think there are so many people who think that masks are stupid. Um mm-hmm. 
they constantly argue like yeah like I don't need to wear a mask this that and the third but it's like okay well you can do it for the safety of other people maybe you might not have to wear a mask but there are you know a whole bunch of other people who do so you know just following that could save a ton of lives but Americans are so selfish honestly Americans are just they're selfish (laughs) and it's like for us like you said it could be one or two years it could honestly be longer because at this rate it's not gonna just go away as quickly as people think it is like there's constant complaints every day about I don't want to wear a mask or the mask breaks me out like yeah like the mask breaks me out too and sometimes I might have you know trouble breathing and stuff like that but I still wear it just for the safety of myself and for the safety of other people um because so like after my internship I went back to Target because my internship um had ended early because of COVID so of course Target was still open and I went back to Target and Vicky I kid you not so when COVID first happened we were getting texts constantly about um um COVID cases inside of the store So it was weird because a lot of cases Target actually wasn't reporting because between between April, no, between May to November, apparently we had zero COVID cases, which is not true because one of my friends that work at Target um, during that time, he had COVID and he reported it to Target because he was off work and everything, but Target failed to report it to us, which honestly goes oh, against employees' rights because we have a right to know if people do have the virus or not because mm-hmm. um, we could take a leave if we feel unsafe or whatever, but they failed to report between May and November. It was like, yeah, like we're safe when honestly we're not safe because y'all are just failing to report the cases to us. So now between um, October, like the end of October, and I kid you not, Vicky, every single day in November, there was a COVID case. I kid oh you God. not. They re- they reported cases all like every single day, all throughout November. And it was so, it was so, you know, weird. Cause it was like, how y'all not going um, tell us any COVID cases between in the summer but as soon as like November hit all of a sudden we have cases every single day and it's not mm-hmm. surprising like if there's been like talks like it's not surprising if everybody in the store gets it I kid you not Vicky every single manager had it every single wow. manager had it I kid you not. I kid you not so it's like um, I'm not I'm just gonna be honest like Target is pretty unsafe um, because we're just constantly exposed to who knows how many people per day. And we don't know, you know, cause like I said, people don't wear their mask all the time. Um, they're not following social distancing. Like we have to have constant announcements to let people know, but just because you tell somebody to do something doesn't mean they're going to do it. Like it can be a person walking and we'll be like, Hey, could you pull up your mask? They might pull it up in front of us, but then once they're like, you know away from us or employees or whatever then they'll pull it right back down which is just doing nothing but exposing them and exposing us as well um because you know when you're on break and stuff like that we don't wear masks because we're eating and stuff but um yeah it's it's gotten pretty bad and it's gonna get even worse because people just don't want to follow anything that's you know trying to keep them and other people safe exactly and it's only gonna get worse with the holidays like we're seeing the surge now after thanksgiving like imagine after christmas like 
people do not want to follow guidelines and they want to see their families, which is understandable, but they're still not going to adhere to it. Like, yeah, go see your family, but wear a mask. Right. Like, there's nothing nothing off that. Just wear a mask. Like, that's it. Do whatever you want. Like, people don't want, I understand people don't want to be told what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Do whatever you want. Just wear a mask. That's all you have to do, Literally. really, essentially. If you don't want to social distance and you want to see your family, I totally get that. Just please wear a mask. Right. Like, that. It's it like there's really not much to it and I think it comes down to Americans don't want their freedom compromised because that's one of these things that one of this the you know what the what the country is like the foundation is is freedom mm-hmm. you know they want their freedom taken away for some reason they have a problem with the masks I don't know why us Americans have this problem literally like you said, like, are doing fine uh, you said New Zealand was um, one of those con- one of those countries, and I saw the same thing with Australia. Mm-hmm. Like they are, it, it's like it was creeping up a little bit, but now it's like it's not clearly as bad as America. But they have it kind of under control, and so does like even China. Even ha- they have um, COVID under control right now. I looked it up this morning. I think they have like a total of seventeen cases. Are you serious? Dead um, serious. They're handling it way more, like way better than we are every country is i think we're the country that's one of the worst yeah. countries in terms of handling the virus like it's a political thing people of other countries were even wondering like i've been watching the news a lot mm-hmm. and like they're wondering why it's such a problem for americans they're like why is it a political thing for you guys everyone everyone else is wearing a mask like in every other country they're wearing you know strict masks for three months and blah 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 and why is it a a problem in america like why is it a political issue in terms of freedom like just do it you know and it's like i don't know man americans really like their freedom (laughs) you know apparently like killing people also at the same time so it's really weird because basically like it all just comes down to like loving like my neighbor caring about others and people don't unfortunately they don't care about others like you said like you know people are putting their masks down when they shouldn't and that's not really caring for other people because you could be putting someone else at risk for ult- and ultimately like death, you know, right. people don't care about each other anymore this year. Like people really don't. People don't care if they infect others. They don't care if others die. Apparently, like I think we're almost at like 300,000 deaths in America. Apparently, that's not enough. Apparently, an- another like enough people haven't died yet for people to care. You know what I mean? Right. Like, is that number? Does- not mean anything to you guys like the fact that almost 300,000 people have died and even like how is that not to wear your mask exactly. you know exactly and even with the cases constantly just rising every single day people are just like well it's not me so why should I care it's not my family member so why should I care but in the end what if it mm-hmm. does happen to you or that family member then what then you're gonna be like you're gonna rant and rave you're gonna be like oh people should learn how to social distance they should wear their masks they shouldn't go out they shouldn't do anything extra that they don't need to do when in reality you were that same person who was doing the same exact thing as other people but now that is happening to you you taking like this whole COVID situation seriously and that's that's just the sad truth with Americans they're selfish and they don't care about other people when it's the time to care about other people because this this honestly would have been over if we followed the strict guidelines um like every other country then we also have a president who doesn't even care exactly he didn't mandate anything there was no laws 
at all and that's was that's was also making people to you know feel like well hey i have the freedom to do it like if our president was more in tech and was more into you know meditating laws and stuff like that telling us that we need to be safe we need to stay at home then i think a lot of people would have followed but since we have such an ignorant president uh, we also have, you know, ignorant, I guess you could say his followers or whatever, his supporters, they're going to be like, well, my president, you know, doesn't really enforce anything. So why should I care? You get me like, yeah, exactly. I have the same you I have the same views as him. And if he doesn't feel the same way that I feel, uh, well, if he feels the same way that I feel, then of course, it's not really a big deal. Like if I guess if Trump doesn't see it as a big deal, then it's not really a big deal. But it really is. And that's why people people in other countries hate Americans so much. And, to the like, <laughs> and I can see why, like, living here, I can honestly just see why. Like, every day, I just be like, oh, my gosh, like, Americans are so selfish. They are so stupid. Like, all of this could have been avoided. All of this could have been done already. We could have been living, you know, it might not have been... Um, you know, peaches and cream right away. But eventually, if we know if we follow the strict guidelines, stay at home, social distance and stuff like that, we could have been back to normal or we could have gotten a whole like a lot of cases could have been like made. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We had to go on another lockdown. And I was like, I was feeling this way too at Target because Target extended their hours uh, back to normal hours because initially we were closing at 10 p.m. every day, right? Now we close Mm -hmm. at 11. And starting, I think next week, we close at 12. And it's like, why why are we closing so late especially if chicago is supposed to go back on lock well chicago did go back on lockdown why are we staying you know open so late that's just exposing us to way more people um at a um you know longer time or whatever but you know target doesn't care americans doesn't care our president doesn't care so america is just gonna has to deal with this whole COVID situation for a while. Right. Yeah. We're going to have to deal with it for a while because we, we, what a, you know, it's already been proven that these things don't work. Not that they don't work. It's that Americans don't want to do them. And because of that, we can only rely on a vaccine or a successful one. And there's going to be an issue with that too, because a lot of people are not going to want to take it. Some people are down for taking it. It's been, I think, told like, Obama and Bush and Clinton already said that they're gonna like volunteer to take it to prove that it's safe and I'm like oh my god mm-hmm. like what do you mean already here like they already said a couple months ago that they weren't even like close to doing it and all of a sudden it's it's here now like it's really it's yeah. bizarre but I mean I just I works and I hope I, I hope this is like the saving grace if we can't do it on our own then we have to rely on a vaccine and I hope the vaccine you know helps eradicate mm-hmm. it but like that's really all we have to hope for. And we have to hope for, you know, in two years, no one grows like a fifth limb because right. of it, you know, like we don't in this right. vaccine that, yeah, it can help COVID or maybe even a little bit, but who knows the side effects that could come, you know, long-term like years from exactly. now, you know, like it's, it's really. So you do. Yeah. You so, will have those people are like, I'm not going to take that. And then you have those people are just going to be like, yeah, well they said it's safe, but like you said, yeah. you never know yeah. what can happen because you know we didn't make it so how are we supposed to know what's gonna happen 
Exactly. And it was, you know, it, we don't even know what this virus is yet. And we have a vaccine. Like there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. And it's kind of like just putting all this hope into this vaccine and hopes that it works, but we don't, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Like there's nothing, nothing is guaranteed and everything is just really risky yeah, right now. But all we have to do is just, you know, keep, keep faith, you know, keep pushing, just live day by day, um, praying and hoping that it does get better. Yeah, that, I think that's a great way to end this one at. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just got to keep the faith, be positive, and hopefully we can all, you know, see each other again we one will, day. for sure, definitely. Well, we are actually definitely. over time, but um, this was, I, lo- I love, it was a yeah, good this was a good conversation. Yeah, that, I think, yeah, this was, like, perfect, like, honestly, like, it, everything that we said needed to be said. Yeah. And... Well, thank you for thank having you, Aries, me. For having- yes. Alrighty. Well, we will see you guys next time. Of course. Until next time, Vicarious for signing out. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hi, Vicky. Hi, Aries. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. So, welcome to Vicarious Living once again. Um. Today's topic is home life. Um, what is it like being at home during the pandemic? Life with siblings, parents, other people. So, what has that been like for you? Um, personally, for me, I would say for the pandemic, everything in a way is still kind of the same. Um, so I don't have any siblings, so unfortunately, I can't say, like, I've grown closer with my siblings or, like, I've spent more time with my siblings um, because of the simple fact I am an only child. Um, I was, like, so during the pandemic, I, like, kind of just, like, eased on not completely moving with my boyfriend, but, like, in a way, I moved in with my boyfriend, but before then, like, when the pandemic first started... Um, I was living on campus back in March and then spring break happened and then another spring break happened, which was kind of great because, you know, we got two spring breaks. But yeah, like second spring break happened. And then after that, just like, yeah, like with the cases and the outbreak and stuff like that, um, we're just going to have to keep you guys at home and we're just going to have to switch to e-learning. So I was at home with my dad and during this time, my mom was living in Champaign. So it was just me and my dad. And um, I can say like the pandemic honestly kind of brought us a little bit closer. Um, Growing up, I was like, I was super close with my dad, but then once I became like a teenager, I was kind of like, kind of like not distancing myself from my dad, but I wasn't as close with him um, as I was as a little girl. And then like coming home from campus during the pandemic, I became like, I grew closer with him um, throughout the time that I was staying with my dad. And um, I would say the pandemic did bring us, did bring us a lot closer. Um, 
because like when I was living on campus, you know, like I would barely see him because I had school plus I had to work. So there would be times I did see him, but I didn't but I didn't see him as much, even though I lived 10 minutes away um, because of the simple fact I was just so busy. And then like our schedules didn't match up because he had to work, too. So then, um, yeah, like after leaving campus um, during the pandemic did bring me closer with him. Then my mom came back from champagne my mom hated champagne she was like i can't live here anymore um i hate it here it's so boring even though the cases were so little like champagne didn't require anyone to wear a mask until like july and yeah like i remember i was in champagne and they were like yeah like masks aren't required here because we only have 14 cases and i'm like chicago has like what over like well, it was like in the thousands. Yeah. Um, when July hit, and they were like, "Yeah, like we barely have any cases. No one really has COVID. You don't. You don't have to wear a mask. It's not required." And I was so shocked because I'm like, "Wow, like in Chicago, I have to wear a mask everywhere I go." But then I get to Champagne, and they're like, "Yeah, like you come in the store, you don't have to wear a mask. I mean, it's optional if you want if you want to wear a mask, but you don't have to because the cases were so, the cases were so low there. So, um." that was a little bit different, you know, being a champagne during the summertime. But then eventually my mom, she was like, I hate living out here. It's like super boring because champagne is so small. It's not like <laughs> Chicago, like Chicago. There's so much stuff that you can do out here. So many places that you can go. So many things that you can see. Whereas in champagne, champagne is one, it's like a small town. Like the biggest thing in champagne is, um, U of I, University of Illinois, and um, Champaign-Urbana. So that was like the biggest thing um, out there. But eventually my mom moved back here. And so then uh, between June... I think it was June-ish. But anyway, but um, when she moved back out here, she moved in with my dad. So it was like all three of us in a household together. And um, it did bring us closer. Like, I was always close to my mom anyway, even when she lived in Champaign and I was going to school out here. I was still very close to her because I would still see her um, a lot because she used to come out here every weekend because she just hated Champagne so much. But um, eventually, like, the pandemic kind of did bring us closer together. Um, I can't say for my parents it brought them closer together. I remember, um, like, when we used to live in our old house, uh, my parents didn't get along like that. Like my parents get along better when they're divorced, when they're separate. Well, they're divorced, but they get along better as divorce, but still together instead of being married and together, if that makes sense. Um, so they were like that. They're divorced, but they're still kind of together in a way. And I can say like being in the pandemic definitely brought them closer um same for me it brought me a little closer to my parents and even though I still don't like just 100% completely just you know live with them I I can't say that the pandemic did you know make our relationship stronger because it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic we don't know what could happen I could have got sick they could have got sick who knows what would have happened so it did bring us closer for sure how about you that's awesome like I'm glad that you were able to like get closer with your dad and stuff because I know that's something where um because you didn't you were closer to him in the in the past and then it kind of got you know kind of disability I'm glad you were able to reconnect but um with 
with my side, um, my family's always been um, pretty close. And um, I would say, like, we've definitely gotten the chance. Like, all the TV shows that I mentioned in the previous episode were actually TV shows that I got into with my siblings. And we were all kind of, like, because there's four of us. So sometimes, like, four of us watch it, or maybe a couple of us um, would watch it because during, like, this whole time of the, of the pandemic, it was, like, basically in the beginning, it was kind of just me that was home. And then along the road, like, people started working from home. And then we all kind of eventually were at home together. And then we kind of, that's when we kind of, um, kind of, like, found all these, like, like, shows on Netflix and stuff like that. And um, it's been kind of hard, like, all of us being um, here at the same time, because it is six of us. And it's a small house and it's been particularly challenging for me to like get work done mm-hmm. because it's just so many people it's really loud everyone's working from home too and then it's just like it's kind of hard to find that space where you can be by yourself and kind of get privacy and it's and then when you do it's sometimes it doesn't always work out there's other stuff happening like right now dinner is happening and like I'm almost positive you can hear everyone talking, but I'm not sure. I have to kind of go back and see. But, um, yeah, it's just been kind of hard to get work done. Like, I miss the library so much. Like, God, yeah. that was, like, my quiet time to get away from everything, just to get away from the loudness that's here at home sometimes. And, to, and I, I got so much work done. And now it's just, like, it's weird getting work done. Like, I'm getting distracted so much more. <laughs> yeah. I can't really focus it's really hard for me to drown use things to drown other things out and then it's just like it's just kind of it's kind of crazy and I'm glad that the semester is going to be over soon so that I don't really have to worry too much about getting my work done I can just kind of enjoy the time with my family like especially during the holiday and you know, not have to worry about hey, being like, hey, guys, be quiet. Like, I have to, you know, whatever, this going on. I'm recording, you know, like, stuff for Hauser and stuff like that. And, you know, like, I, it it just kind of feels like we're all, like, kind of inconveniencing each other, us being home, mm-hmm. like, all day. Like, it used to just be, like, nobody was here during the daytime hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> now all of us are here. And um, I've been really, like, that, like, that part's been good of just enjoying, like, more quality time together and, we like kind of made the backyard look really nice and I've been able to kind of gotten the chance to go outside like if I need to get away but it's been kind of hard with it being cold but um yeah so it's just and I'm glad that um for the holidays and stuff that we can um be together and I'm really grateful that um all of us have been healthy and we're able to spend this time together and yeah like I'm really like super grateful for that and yeah it's just been kind of like the only downfall I think has just been like the e-learning part of it you know so like it's just been really hard to um get that stuff done you know when there's five other people in your house you know right I can definitely agree with that because I remember um when e-learning first started and I was you know staying with my dad you know it was just us two it would still be kind of like an inconvenience in a way because um, I had to go to like class meetings and stuff. And then my dad would still have Zoom calls where he had to go to meetings for work. So it would be like sometimes we both were like in the meeting at the same time and we would have to kind of like find 
um, an area where it would be like, well, okay, I need to be, you know, have it completely quiet with no distractions and stuff like that is same with him. So it was an inconvenience for both of us. I can definitely agree with you on that. Um, I would say that's kind of like how it's been for like a lot of college students. Like I've seen a lot of posts like um, Twitter posts, Facebook, Facebook posts, um, just a lot of stuff in general where college kids were like after they came home, you know, from spring break and stuff like that. They're like, wow, I really miss being in person at school because you just don't have the privacy that you're used to or you don't have the quiet time you're just easily distracted and there's always so much going on going on at home especially if you have siblings because let's say if you have like a younger brother or something like that you you might be in a meeting with your professor and your younger sibling might just like decide to like come into your room and just make a whole bunch of noise but, you know, being at school, you didn't have that disadvantage because, like, you can easily just go to the library or you could easily go to your um, professor's um, office just to directly speak with them instead of, like, being at home in the midst of a pandemic with so much going on around you. Yeah, that's exactly literally how I feel. It's, it's, you literally like, it's crazy. We, we all took it for granted. Like we did. the, <laughs> you know, of our, like literally being in the library, like I'm so grateful for that quiet zone. Cause I would go there a lot actually. And it was really, really helpful. It was just, it was the perfect academic setting. Like you have a bunch of students who are just quietly getting their work done and everyone's kind of respecting each other's space and privacy right? and you know, volume level. And, oh, man, like, I just miss it so much. Like, if we all, you know, we all take it for granted, which sucks. And I really wish I could have enjoyed it on that level where it's just like, hey, like, because, you know, being at school, I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. I'm this. I don't want to do this. I'm that. I'm hungry. I'm whatever. When I should have just really been like, wow, I'm really glad that I can get to a place that's, like, really quiet. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to think about now. Like, I was should have been really grateful for the for the quietness, you know, and. Yeah, especially in the whole contacting your professor thing, that used to be something where it was super quiet and super private, like in their office, you would meet somewhere on campus. And that was like a YouTube thing, you know, now it's just like, I have to meet with my professor, like in the middle of my house, where where there's like so many distractions and things happening. Like, that's, that was, that's crazy. Like, it's really, really hard to, it's like, we're all, we're all doing it. It's just, it's just sometimes just not the same quality. Like, you know, we're trying to understand what our professors are saying and it, everything. It's just, I think, like, I'm doing my best with it. Like, there are some things that, you know, I miss or whatever or, you know, just stupid stuff like that where, you know, like, someone's, like, in, like, you know, like, especially, like, with Wi-Fi and stuff, if it cuts out, like, you miss, like, a couple minutes, like, it's it's crazy. And I'll, it's hard when you have a lot of other people on the Wi-Fi also. But I, I mean, I've been really grateful that Wi-Fi isn't really good, but there are some times where it does cut out. Right. And I know everyone else has the same problem, too, because everyone else in their families are on, you know, at home, too. Like, we're all at home and there's been, like, uh, some weird Blackboard stuff that has been glitching this semester because everyone's on it more. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, it's been crazy, like, having to figure out home life and school life together or figure out how to merge like those two worlds Mm -hmm. and have them kind of happen together has been very very weird stressful and 
it's been really just hard to like get used to and accept and i still feel like those worlds kind of clash sometimes still right um but i've been doing my best to kind of merge them together and it kind of sucks to not have them separate anymore um they're really just different because it's like when you're at school you're in a completely just a different world like you're strictly at school to get your academic learning done whereas when you're at home you know you're just there to chill you're there to eat spend quality time with your parents your siblings um whatever whatever and it's like those two worlds merging is completely hard like you can't focus as much as you're used to because it's like when you're at school everyone's there for the same exact reason to get an education to get their work done and to graduate whereas when you're at home everybody has you know different stuff going on in their lives like yeah like they might be your parents but they still have their own thing that they're you know going through where it's like it's work so like combining their work and your school at home is a completely big um, disadvantage because they don't have that work life that they're used to anymore they have to share it with everybody else in their home instead of it just being them and that could be like a complete distraction for them trying to get their work done as well as for you um, because that's just not something that you know we're just used to and it's crazy that it's so many college kids who feel this way like you know even like being at school living on campus um, at Concordia there were so many quiet places that you could go to to get your studying done whereas in the house it's like where am I gonna go because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, I know. it's like even if you have a roommate your roommate can just leave and just go somewhere on campus but it's like if you're at home if we're in the middle of a pandemic you're at home if you need to study then you're just gonna have to you know get used to the noise or mm-hmm. put some headphones on or or some earplugs in or something to try to get your work done because it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic there's not much you can do there's not much you can go um so you just kind of have to put up with it when you're at home versus when you're at school because you have you know so many um opportunities so many open doors for you and so many resources for you to be completely successful um in your academic work versus being at home it's just like a little to slim chance for you being not even a little to slim chance it's just harder for you to get your work done at home because it's like if I'm at home I want to just I want to lay down like in bed or I want to sit on a couch and just watch tv I want to do home things what I'm you know used to doing at home versus when I'm at school I completely just want to get my work done exactly it's so crazy to to have to the transition has been insane and literally literally, like it's it's been so hard and so difficult like you're so right it's like where am I gonna go right (laughs) the options are so limited Mm -hmm. but at school it's the complete opposite it's like the possibilities are endless for where you want to go to do work or to study exactly I think one time like I went I think there was one day and it might have been during finals last year like maybe exactly a year ago where I think I went to each floor of the library like in one day yeah like literally like I think I went I think I started off on the third floor and then I went where did I go yeah it was the morning it was the top floor then I went to like the basement level where honestly like there was like literally nobody and I was probably like 
the best place to go. And then I would go to like the main level sometimes, like by the couches in the back, and like literally like. And even if that didn't work, like you could like that's just a library. Like you can just go to other places too. Like especially um, you know, literally anywhere else. And even if you really really wanted to, if you were super desperate. You could look for if your professor had like office hours at that time and be like, hey, can I go study in the office? And be like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, like that could happen if you really, really wanted it to, if you were cool with them. Um, but yeah, I think there was really one time where I went through all levels. It was like, okay, well, I forgot what happened, but you know, there's always stuff that's happening on campus, you know, like a kinder or not that kindergarten class, like the daycare comes and they're doing like an activity and they're like, oh, okay, it's time to yeah. go. Like, and it's like, I'm to get out of here. The kids are here. It's really loud. I'm going to go to a different place. And you can like hop around so many different times in one day. It's like you really could go anywhere. And then when you're at home, it's like the complete opposite. Right. Because it's like I had the same issue on campus before. Um, I went to the den because sometimes the den bees, it, it could be super loud. And then sometimes it could be super quiet. It just depends on what time of day you go. Like if you go before a basketball game and it's going to be super quiet but then as soon as the basketball game uh, I'm sorry it can be super quiet before the basketball game starts and then during the entire game it'll be super quiet because everybody's at the game and then as soon as the game is over everyone comes to the den to get food so then it becomes super loud so like yeah. on campus like you said you can hop from one place to another because there's multiple places like literally on campus where you can study like near the chapel um there's literally like a study not even a study hall but there's like it's like a small yeah, in the corner with the couch like, yeah with the couch and right Christman. yeah so like there's so many places yeah. on campus that you can go um like there's a computer lab in like the basement of a uh I forgot what building that is. Uh I think it's True Shine. I think so. Yeah, there's like that yeah, level. There's just like so even if even if you wanted to study outside, you could do that because like there's areas yeah. on campus that you could study at where there's like little to no um, you know, close contact with other people so you did have so many options on campus versus at home it's like okay well if I go in my room then I can hear the tv um from like the living room or if I go downstairs then I could still hear some type of talking or some type of noise depending on how loud the, how loud the tv is or if you go in the kitchen then your parents could be in there cooking and it's just like it's so much going on going on at home that it's it's just a distraction and it's like I miss I miss being on campus so much honestly like there were so many more there was so much more resources um so much more help um that was like inconvenience that was convenient for us whereas at home it's like we have to do everything online and sometimes personally I like to have stuff being done to me face to face because then I can understand it better yeah, same. It's been really hard to kind of, like, learn the same way, like, virtually, like, how it is in class mm -hmm. and stuff, and, I, yeah, it's just been, it's been But weird. thank God, you know, the semester literally ends this week. I know, and you are so lucky that you are done. Like, I can't believe you're going to graduate on Saturday. 
Like, you are going to be done with all of this. I'm going to honestly miss it because then it's going to be like, what am I supposed to do with my free time now? Um, Because I'm not going to go right away for my master's because I'm like, I do not want to do another two years of school right away. I'm like, I need a break. I am so tired of doing assignments. I am so tired of waking up like five minutes before class. And thankfully, we don't have to be on camera for class because I always wake up five minutes before class. Um, and then log on to Blackboard to go to class. So thankfully, we don't have to be on camera because I literally just wake up right before class time. So that is an advantage of e-learning. But um, I just want I need to take a break. I'm so tired of assignments. I'm so tired of school. I'm so tired of e-learning. I just want to take another semester off and, you know, just not to just work, but just to take some time to just, you know, self-reflect, um, you know, become I don't want to say mentally stable because you know but you know just some time to focus on my mental health uh focus on myself my growth and stuff like that so but thank god that the semester is almost over for you as well because you will also have time to you know just take a break from school and all this chaos that's going on um with school and um in the world and stuff like that yeah, I'm really excited for this break, like specifically because of it's like the after the first whole semester of e-learning, because last time it was like there was an aspect of like we might come back like in the spring. It was like, oh, we might come back in the fall or things might be different in the fall. And then it was everything was kind of like undecided and up in the air. And now that everything's been kind of confirmed now and like completing like one whole semester online is like crazy and that's crazy in itself and then having to do like another one seems like like oh my god but I'm really glad for this break because then I can I can take a break right and we definitely need it we deserve it we deserve a break Vicky because learning is so it's so complicated sometimes because it's like you're not getting the full education that we're paying for you know like we're paying all this money to go to school Yet we're not getting the resources that we need. No matter what what age we are or what year it is, we are going to celebrate for sure. Definitely, definitely. All right, I think that's a great place to end. Like one day, we will. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me, Vicky. I enjoyed our time together as always. I know. I feel like it goes by so fast, and we only. We're almost done so like yeah oh my god I can't <laughs> oh man all right well thank you for talking with me today and we'll see everyone else for the next everyone else you know in spirit <laughs> for the next episode we will. bye hi hey Vicky hi I'm good how are you Good. So, welcome to today's Vicariously Living. The topic that we're talking about is our health, I believe, during the pandemic. So, Arius, how has that been like for you? Um, honestly, I've become much more lazier during the pandemic. Um, I could definitely say I have done a lot of unhealthy eating because now I'm just I'm pretty lazy because it was like a point of time where um, I would go to the gym I would you know eat just much more healthier than I do now 
because I was always, you know, up and about. Like before the pandemic, we had school, we had um, easy, I guess not easier work, but we had work. And then like uh, we also had more activities that was like incorporated in our day um, for us to do. And it was like to be consistent about. So now, like when the pandemic first started, remember like all of uh, the gyms had closed down and, you know, we had to leave school and, you know, jobs shut down. So it was like our daily schedules were a lot different than what we were used to. So that was like for me, um, the pandemic, it shut down the gyms and then we had to leave school because, you know, we had a gym at we have a gym on campus, but it had to get shut down Um and so I was just so used to just not going anymore. And now I'm just like, my daily routine is just pretty messed up. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. Um, usually when we're on campus, like we're super active, you know, like we're running here, we're running there, we're doing all this stuff. And then when all of a sudden you're at home and it's like, oh, I'm just basically sitting all day long going doing my classes online you know like there is no or there's just way less activity and it's just it was completely different like you almost had to like remember to incorporate exercise in your like in in your daily life like even more now because we're just home you know and and I remember when we were like starting the pandemic it was like I remember really, oh man, I'm gonna be home now. I should like maybe make it a point to exercise. And then I never did because I was like freaking out over the e-learning stuff. And then kind of like once it got like warmer outside towards the summer, I started like taking more walks because I realized that I really just wasn't going anywhere. I was really trying to make it a point to like not go to the grocery store. I think I really didn't go anywhere for like a, like two months. Like I remember going to CVS for the first time. I'm like, oh wow, like an actual story <laughs> and then like yeah so I just made it a point to like take a few walks just to be able to get out you know about and not just be cooped up in my house and I definitely succumbed to the eating of sugar and not really watching um what I was eating like in the beginning just because every, I feel like everyone was just really stressed out and like the stress eating happened and it was definitely more like you said, like it was, it was easier to kind of keep track of what you're eating during school for some reason. And then when you're home, it's just like, oh, I'll just like order something, you know, or, or maybe cook something that day. But yeah. Was, and then what also kind of helped was this past fall semester, I actually took yoga for a credit. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like my like exercise routine for a while. And I think it worked out pretty well. Um, It's going to be done soon or actually is done. So to figure out what I'm going to do next semester. <laughs> so um, you did say that you did yoga this semester. And I wanted to know, like, if you could get more into details with that. Like, how did how did it feel like doing yoga at home? Because, like, did you have to watch, like, videos um, of, like, other people doing yoga? Or, like, did you actually have, like, a yoga instructor and you all had to do, like, Zoom videos? Or, like, how would that work? Um, yeah, we um, we actually did the we had an instructor uh, instructor over um, Zoom meetings, so it was Coach Peterson, I believe he he's I think he's a football coach at school, mm-hmm. and um, this is the first time we actually taught yoga. Like he does yoga, and then he was like offered to teach it, 
So he was like, yeah, for sure. And he's actually really, really cool. And he's super, um, what's the word? Oh, like lenient. Like he's very cool. Like if you can't do the poses, like you just try. And like, if you couldn't make class, like you just email him and just be in communication with him. And he was all good. Like probably one of the most lenient professors I've ever had. And yeah, so we would kind of just do it like over Zoom. And you, um, you had to turn, you had to turn your camera on, obviously, because he needs to see you, like, attempt to do, like, the poses and stuff like that. So, I, we would start off with, like, a meditation for, like, the first 10 minutes to kind of, like, work on, like, your breath work and kind of ground yourself and get ready for, like, this yoga. And then, um, he would, like, demonstrate a pose and kind of show you how to get into it and, Luckily, I had a yoga mat already in my house. Like, I'm not sure who bought one, like, in the past years. But I found one in this closet. And um, it was actually really interesting doing it at home. Uh, my sisters actually did it alongside me. They weren't in the camera shop, but they just wanted to benefit from the yoga as well. Right. Because it was something that they were interested in. Like, I really wasn't interested in it, but they were. And that kind of helped me be interested in it. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, they... Uh, we uh, worked on like poses I like used the mat I also used a pillow like I needed a pillow for like my knees and like my wrists mm-hmm. so whenever I was on my knees I needed a pillow then whenever I was on my hands I needed to, my hands to be on the pillow just because it's like even though it's a yoga mat it was still like a hard floor underneath it and right. it's kind of hard on your joints and stuff like that especially if you're not like haven't done yoga before so yeah he would show us the poses and we would try our best it's kind of funny because I think I I uh it was an advantage to be home for me because I fell a lot (laughs) so like I don't think a lot of people saw it like they just they just see you kind of just go out of the camera shot (laughs) kind of like fast (laughs) and so like if I were like actually in person I would make a fool out of myself in front of everyone like falling right like so that was like a benefit for sure was just being able to like look silly in your own home and you can't do something and you kind of fall out of a pose like no one you know wasn't in front of you so yeah that was kind of nice actually being in home for that because we were in uh Geisman like it was originally planned I would have fallen on my face in front of everyone I definitely would too (laughs) that's actually super cool like Because that, you know, like you was able to incorporate that into your daily schedule because it was a requirement that you had to do. So yoga is is super beneficial. And I was a way for you um, to still focus on your health while being at home. Whereas for me, like I didn't have a class like that. If I did have like a PE type of class, then, um, of course, I would be able to like work out at home or something like that. But now it's like. I have my regular classes and I don't watch like um, exercise at home videos and stuff. But if I did, then I would be on a much healthier scale. I'm at home. The purpose of me being at home is to rest. Like when I'm out and about, if I'm at work, if I'm at like a mall or something, I don't know if I'm just out in general, then I'm using a lot of my energy and so it's like I get like super tired and stuff like that like with anybody and then like when I come home when I get home all I want to do is just rest like even if I have to do my homework like normally I cannot do my homework in the bed because eventually I'm gonna get super lazy 
and I'm going to just put my stuff down and I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to start my homework back in 10 minutes. I rest for 10 minutes and then I keep going. I'm going to start my homework at um, in another 20 minutes and it just prolongs me um, from doing my work. So when I'm at home, I just want to rest versus like if I was at school, um, then of course, like I will be able to do my homework. I will be much more focused because my overall purpose at school is to get my homework done and, you know, to get an education. And then that's the same, like if I was at an actual gym, like if I was in person at a gym, at the gym, um, then I would actually have the motivation to work out. Cause it's like, when you're at home, you want to rest when you're at the gym, your purpose at the gym is to work out. You know, you want to get healthier, you want to get fit, whatever, but you know, that's what you're there for. So for me being at home, I'm just like, well, my purpose here is to get some rest because who knows what I'm going to be doing. Like the next day or a couple days later because it could be one day could be super easy the next can be super hard you never know what can happen so I want to get as much rest as I can while I'm at home so for you you was able to take that class and put that in your schedule and um, focus on your health but like for me it was a bit different because I didn't have that at all and I'm just like super lazy when I'm at home yeah, that makes total sense. It's almost like the exercising is like the exact same thing as the schooling. It's like you go to these certain places like school and the gym because it's not at home. You know, like you do those things at these types of, at these specific places that they're meant for. And that's really hard to try and incorporate into your home life too. You know, like it, it's mm-hmm. hard to find like a place to go learn and and do homework in the house in the home and then it's also hard to do that in terms of exercise too it's like where am I gonna go that's big enough first of all and then if I accidentally like fall or something like am I gonna injure myself <laughs> and then it's just like another like household accident thing <laughs> and like that's why there are gyms because you, know? <laughs> you can hurt yourself in your house you know and gyms are bigger but then the other thing is like why it's similar to like school also is because other people are there doing it like you see other people learn at school you see other people work out in the gym and then that motivates you as well and when you're just at home by yourself like there really isn't any motivation there like my sisters were able to help motivate me do the yoga but I was there by myself it would be super super hard to do and it was also at eight o'clock in the morning so that also was just really hard to just even do in general (laughs) oh my so yeah (laughs) eight o'clock but yeah I totally get you oh my like eight o'clock in the like honestly I do not get how people can work out at five o'clock in the morning like at five o'clock in the morning (laughs) I am sleep like honestly I am sleep and I'm resting because that's my purpose of being at home is to rest and to sleep but people are able that's the thing though people are able to just have that one thing that they know that they are dedicated and motivated to do just incorporated in their schedule. And I wonder, was it like really hard for people who was so used to, you know, going to the gym every morning or every day um, and working out? Cause then, you know, COVID happened and they had to shut down. Like I know my mom, she goes to the gym um, quite a bit, but I know, um, like for her, we use her as an example. I know for her, when COVID happened, she, you know, she couldn't go to the gym at all. So sometimes what she would do, um, she will work out at home. 
Now, it might not be like an everyday thing for her, but she would still do it because she was so used to going to the gym um, every single day or at least every other day. Whereas it's like for me, I haven't been to the gym in months. So for me to be able to have the motivation to watch a video or just work out on my own, it's it's slim to none because I'm just not motivated or I'm just not used to doing it. I remember one day um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to work out more because the gyms are closed. I was like, yeah, I'm going to work out. Um, I'm going to do some at-home exercises. And my mom, she would, like, ask me, like, did I do it? Or she would tell me, like, some stuff I could do. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just do it later. And then later came and I never did it. But um, I remember there was one day where I was actually like, I'm going to work out at home today. And I actually worked out at home. It was kind of, it wasn't super late, but it was, um, it was like around 10 or 11, but it wasn't super late. And I remember like I was doing like mini exercises, like crunches or like squats and, um, you know, just stuff that you can do on your own, like without a machine or anything. And, um, I was doing those and it was like, oh my God, like I could feel how long it's been since I like been to the gym and actually worked my muscles. Yeah, like I, it's, it's for some reason just like really hard to do at home. Like everything is for some reason. And that's something that we kind of like learned ourselves in these past couple months is that we have to figure out how to incorporate all this stuff into our lives, you know? And that's, that's really hard. Like what you're, what you're saying right now reminds me of me this past summer when I did nothing (laughs) in terms of exercising except for walking. I remember just like walking around my back deck being like oh my god like I don't even want to do this right. <laughs> like, like I'm just walking around my deck my backyard and I'm just like okay well I did a lap time to go back inside <laughs> <laughs> like that's good right yeah because something's better than that is basically it <laughs> yeah I mean I tried and I mean you did good because it's like something's better than nothing like Exactly. <laughs> like if we're being honest it's you know uh, it's better to get something done um than to do absolutely nothing but this this pandemic has made so many people including myself so lazy it's like the same thing like you can't like if you're not used to exercising at home it's the same thing like doing homework like we're so used to just going to the den, going to the library, going just going somewhere on campus and doing our homework because we um we know that you know done and there's like like you said when you go into a place and there's other people and you're just like motivated and you're more dedicated to do so it's like well obviously I'm here um for school and so are these other people so I need to get my homework done so I can get that education that I want. So that's like doing homework at home. It's so hard doing homework at home because it's like all you want to do is your phone or you might just want to be like watch TV. You might want to spend time with your family. You might even just want to sleep. Whatever the case may be, it's so hard doing homework at home because so many um, more distractions at home versus at school. Like you're not going to go to school and you're not going to like hear like your parents arguing or something like that's just not going to happen because you're at school and then like if that happens at home of course it's it's your 
home. That's where you live. That's where you guys are all um, in one place together. So that's something that you might be used to or, you know, just not even used to something that just may happen while you're at home versus at school. You can concentrate more. You can focus more and you have much more resources in case you need help because you have other people. You have uh, the databases, you have the library, whatever that you need is in the source for you. And it's like at home, you just don't have that. So it's the same thing with exercise and like at gyms and stuff like that. You do have, um, I guess you could say much more benefits. Like you can have a personal trainer or um, they might have like a massage therapy session or something, or they might have classes. You have, you know, many more things that you can get yourself involved in um, at the gym in order for you to stay dedicated and in order you to stay on top of it versus at home you don't have anything at home at all you might have a youtube video but you still don't have any other benefits that can help you become much more um dedicated to it unless like unless you have like a home gym then if you have a home gym then it could be easier for you but then again that doesn't mean anything because you can have a home gym and still don't work out True, and then you still have those distractions as home at home as exactly. well. Like even if you have a home gym or not, like you're still bottom line, like you're still at home, and it's it's really hard to kind of get used to those distractions. And for me, it's always like you either hear someone, like you said, you either hear someone arguing, or you hear like explosive laughter, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't know what's funny, like you know, but like you can't. And usually at school, you're able. Well, yeah, you're actually totally able to tune that out because you have no idea what's going on at home. All you know is just school and whatever's going on that day for you and your homework and that's it. And then you go back to home eventually. And even like, even at home, like you said, like if if something is distracting you too much. I remember for me last year and, you know, the past years, I would plan to do something at home at nighttime. Like let's say if I didn't get around to it that day at school. I would plan something for nighttime or like the evening let's say you know whatever happens distraction here distraction there maybe something even bigger happens or you just can't focus or you're tired I would always be like all right well I'm just gonna do that in the library tomorrow morning and that would be it I'd be like all right cool like if I couldn't get it done today right now at home then I'll get it tomorrow done during the library and then not having that is terrible because it's like well there's just gonna be more distractions in the morning also and the mornings are so different at home versus school at home in the morning like I easily easily fall asleep but I could never really fall asleep at school like if I were in the library I was there to go I was there to work and eat and do what I gotta do but I try to simulate that you're at home and it's just it's so easy to fall asleep everywhere there's so many areas in the home that you can just fall asleep even in the most uncomfortable chair just the fact that you're home, you know, like you're going to fall asleep. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, home is just our resting area. That's just the place where we, that's the place where we do feel much more comfortable and much more safe at. So it's like, like you say, you could sit in like a super uncomfortable chair and you're still going to just fall asleep, fall asleep. And it's like, you just don't have a problem with that because you know, you're in your home versus like, if you're at school you can't just fall asleep at school anywhere because you never know what can happen and you don't know everybody on that campus. It's like I was able to um, 
fall asleep in like my dorm because even though mm-hmm. that was my that was my room that was my own personal room um it was my own space like of living where it was just for me and I felt like I was safe and it was my it was my home I live in at school so obviously I was comfortable with like falling asleep there but if it was like if I was like in a library or um in a den or just campus that's just something that I could not do because I would feel so I would just feel so uncomfortable but I do remember um freshman year I did take a nap one time actually it was more than one time it was a couple times yeah I remember it was a couple times um in um by chapel the like the study room by chapel over oh, there I used to like fall asleep there before my next class and because nobody would ever come in that room nobody literally that room was like non-existent on like in like freshman year so like I would be in there and I would take a nap it might it wouldn't be like a long nap it would be like maybe like a 20 minute it would be a power nap pretty much but I did used to take naps in there um because I used to be super tired in the mornings after like my first class because like freshman year I was I'm gonna take all early so I can get home early big mistake because 8 a.m's are horrible <laughs> they are so horrible oh, yeah. and it was like I'm not getting enough sleep and I have such a huge gap between my 8 a.m and my next class I think I had an 8 a.m and then my next class wasn't until like 10 so I was like I don't have anything to do so um especially if I didn't have um any homework then I would take a power nap or something and then um because I don't want to like just fall asleep in there for like two hours straight because that would be that would be kind of scary but because it's like it's I'm a freshman and I didn't know anyone where I didn't know anything so I was just like powering up and that's it but um yeah so like being at home it's just our it's our resting space. It's our area. It's our own personal area for us to be comfortable in. Right. It's really hard to just to merge like all these different worlds. Like you were talking about merging like our school life and our home lives together. And now there's this other element of merging our like exercise in there. And it's just, it's been really hard to just do everything at home. You know, home is not really the place for all this stuff. And we got we to gotta figure out how to do it, and hopefully we figure it out, given, you know, that this isn't going to end soon. So hopefully that we figure out how to uh, maintain and even um, better our health, like, during this pandemic. Yeah, eventually. One day. One day. One yeah, day, right? it might not be today, <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be one day. Yeah, definitely not going to be today, but hopefully yeah. one day. But yeah, on that positive note, I think that this is a good place to end this conversation on this topic. So yeah, hopefully just, you know, one day in the future. <laughs> but, yeah. We'll see. But thank you for having me. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. And we will see you next time. Yep, we will see you guys next time. Bye, Vicky. Bye.